time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news and discussions, plus reviews of the films, TV shows, and music we've enjoyed or otherwise, in addition to our Say Something Nice Challenge. Be sure to check us out at SSMPodcast.com and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, and TuneIn. Be sure to like and share the show on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where we are under the handle SSMPodcast. And be sure to comment and rate us five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. This is Brandon. This is Ken. This is Roy. I thought you were going to introduce everybody. I was. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Amelia and there's Ali. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's let's put the double A battery so in the back. You... Let's get this started. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ken's ready because um he saw this he saw the um the rundown. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh uh, yo. Uh, this week, of course, you know, a lot of big things happen. Big things pop in the world of things. um. Yeah. <laughs> so we got lots to talk about, but before we get to that, um. This is, of course, the Say Something Nice podcast. We're recording this on Sunday, September the 16th, 2018. Um, how's everybody doing today? Pretty good. Fabulous. Pretty good. Not bad. Well, yeah, I'm doing okay. I actually will go ahead and start with what I've been watching and stuff this week because I literally just got back from seeing Spike Lee's um, Black KK Klansman. Um. I know I'm seeing it late, like I'm catching a lot of stuff late because of the whole move and everything. Um, so, first of all, congratulations to Spike Lee for making his first really, really good movie in about a decade <laughs> since Inside Man. <laughs> I mean, be, let's be honest, Spike Lee's movies have not been that good as of late. I haven't been watching haven't. in years. Yeah, like this one is really, really good. Um, that being said, um, as we know, Jordan Peele was, was the producer in this movie with um, Spike Lee, but also Jason Bloom from Blumhouse, who also, of course, produced Get Out in addition to doing all the horror movies he does, was. And Black K.K. Klesman is kind of a horror movie in a lot of ways. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, has anybody else seen it? I have. Nope. No, not yet. Yeah. Ken, would you agree with that assessment? Repeat your assessment. Uh, that Black K.K. Klansman is in some ways a horror movie. I... Well, did, would you at least find it at all terrifying? No. Okay. <laughs> well, the thing is, I found it terrifying in the sense that it, it hits close to home, and even though it's about, you know, based on the, uh, on the life of um, Ron Stowart, who was an undercover cop who infiltrated the KKK over the telephone and then sent a white man to the um, the meetings as his proxy. Even though it's about that, it's 
the way it's written and the way it's sort of kind of set up, it's more about today than anything that else that could possibly have been made. Like, it could have happened in the contemporary just fine to switch out Nixon for Trump, if y'all didn't like the, um, the re-elect Nixon signs and everything, and you would have had the same basic story. Yeah, like, I think Ken probably isn't as shocked, but it was not as scary to him because it is uh, a lot that we deal with right now. And you can see the same type of thing just from watching Vice, I, I would think. You know, like, you, you see all these supremacists and the things that they believe and how, uh, and, and just how uh, it's it's everywhere, you know, nowadays that it's, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's probably not as... Yeah, so I, like, I, I, I thought it was a really, really good movie. I don't know if I can say I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. I don't know if I, I, I might have to, if I see it again, I have to have like some alcohol to <laughs> see it with because I was, I was on edge. I was definitely on edge. Um, and because the thing is, the movie, and I don't necessarily know if this counts as a spoiler, it doesn't conclude. And like, it has the, one of the best endings of any Spike Lee movie in the fact that it doesn't have an actual ending. Because the point is that, like Roy was saying, this stuff continues to happen today, and the movie actually ends with footage from Charlottesville. I don't, oh, I wow. don't think you can count that as not being an ending. The film, the uh, film has an ending, but the film was taught like with the film discusses like like you're saying the things that are happening today are still is happening today, but it, it has a completion to the actual story uh, of the of the actual character. So they say it doesn't have an end. It's kind of a stretch. I mean, I see what you're saying. Like the, the mm-hmm. thing is, it doesn't have a resolution for the problems that are we are facing. We don't have that right. in the movie, no. And that's because that's what makes the movie. Um, an ideal story to tell, especially in today's era. It's t- discussing, you know, Trump dynamics, you know, in today's era, ra- racism, hatred, and how this stuff still continues and boils over and how it affects us, um, you know, till today. That's why the mo- you know, movie is poignant and important. But to say it doesn't have an ending, mm, oh, no, man. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I can see it that way. But yeah, um, it's really, John David Washington is really good. Clearly, he got his talent from his from his parents. Um, the Adam Driver's okay. Like he didn't really stand out to me that much, but he was fine for what he was there for. Um, and uh, Laura Harrier is really good too. As yeah. the, um, what's what the about, wasn't Topher Grace um, Dave, David Duke? Yep, that's who was playing David Duke. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Okay. And funny thing is, I was I had just told Ali that David Duke is in the movie both as a character and then at the end in the Charlottesville footage, and he was like, "David Duke is still alive." <laughs> yes, David Duke is still alive. I I heard she was going to be in it, Lauren Harrier, and she was the uh, she was Liz in Spider Man. So I'm gonna see it eventually, but yeah. that's pretty much the only reason. Well, I, th- I think everybody should see it at least once. Just be well aware that it's um, it, it can be a lot. <laughs> yeah, I heard it was good though. I, I've been meaning to. It, it, is, it is really good. And I, I saw it in the audience of all black people, a little small audience of all black people. I I, I don't know if I could have seen that with white folks. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it in a room for a mixed crowd. And at the end, the black girl yelled at the uh, yelled, "Y'all white folks, y'all do something about this." <laughs> right. Wow. Oh my goodness. The balls in your court. I mean, 
Right. Is, she, is she wrong though? Did she lie? No, no. she didn't lie. Because the funny thing is that the movie, of course, is an indictment of racist white men, but also of racist white women who enabled us racist mm-hmm. white men. Like it is a heavy indictment of them. Like I don't think white women will look at Spike Lee for the next five years without being ashamed. Because he was looking at them to start with. I don't think. No, so. he wasn't. Going to, I'm sorry, just the talk speak on the street in New York City. That's uh, what I mean. <laughs> Does Spike Lee just walk around? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I have a weird thing because I was actually sitting ne- next to an older white gentleman. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the things I've kind of realized is even though we, you, I think as black people, we naturally have an instinct to be, feel a little apprehensive watching material such as this around white people. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, white people aren't as timid about this stuff as we think, except for the ones who are like, I guess, Young Ho or MAGA or any, or I mean, some might be in their feelings, but for the most part, a lot of people who probably would go see this film and to begin with probably wouldn't be that, that bothered by the material. Even yeah, though I was it, still a little uncomfortable. Um, that's. But also, with that said, uh, there's a whole generation of people, uh, you know, Caucasian people who've grown up with Spike Lee films and Spike Lee dramas. He's no, he's probably to the, a certain generation of people, he's no longer that edgy because he was there he was probably part of their rebellious roots to begin with as that at a certain age mm. so I, that was one of those things i kind of came to realize like okay there's, i have a good mixed crowd in here i'm not saying that they're radicals that they're changing the world x y and z but if you're white and you're going to see a spike lee flick you know what you're going for you know right. you know what you came for <laughs> so uh, you know I, why you're here. Right. I wonder what, what it's what it says about us as a as a community that we're we're nervous about watching a movie about how we're you know how we're the targets of of racism and we're nervous about seeing a movie like that. I'm not, I'm not ner- white people. No, I didn't want to see. I'm not nervous. I didn't want to see why white people because I didn't want Brandon if they had wrong like, reaction. Like somebody's grandmother. Yeah, that. <laughs> That and also, if they had the wrong reaction to certain scenes, I didn't want to have to have that emotional added emotional experience along with that. Right. It's a dark theater, Brandon. If you put your whole um, hand over someone's uh, someone's face and you just strangle them right there, no one's gonna notice. I mean, I will hope Brandon doesn't become the angry uh, black man stereotype. I hope not too. Shit. You just palm someone's face and just wait until they stop right. oh, yes. turn, me into, into, <laughs> turn me into the strong short strangler. My God. <laughs> it's just right. there, there, there's a part in the movie where all of a sudden people start laughing and the person be right next to Brandon starts laughing at the wrong moment. And Brandon's like, could you tell me if this smells like chloroform? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Brandon probably just has to stand up and look around and they'll they'll get the idea. <laughs> just right. look back just at glare. him. Just stand up and look yeah. at him. Just <laughs> look back just, at it. Just look back at him. Today. Just get up. Just get up and Michael Clark Duncan, everybody. Yeah. Most well, Omar is not around. Um so <laughs> beyond black yeah. clansman. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to tell like the sound bar I have. So I actually, I watched um, Sparkle, the new Sparkle, and I watched Five Heartbeats back to back. So I was trying to watch something that had black music in it to see what it sounded like in 5.1. Mm. Um, ooh, that new Sparkle. Bless their hearts. <laughs> Mike Epps, though, is a good actor. Um, 
and the mic apps and everything like that. But like, I was it was more important for me trying to figure out what the music sounded like on like like in good sound with that and the five heartbeats as well. Which one thing I learned about old movies, they don't really go back and fix them up, even though they say they're in five point one. Five heartbeats was basically in stereo. There wasn't really like much going on as far as like imaging and stuff. Um, but yeah, so um, there's that. Anything else that I watched? Bobby Brown was last week. How was That's that it. one? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I watched part one. It was awful. Um, because of, you know, money and rice issues, they had to re-record all the music and everything. I talked about it last week. It, it, it was, I didn't like it at all. Uh, at all. The only reason I, I would thought, have watched it is the guy playing Bobby started out as a social media comedy actor. That's what he's most known for. And he's actually mm-hmm. pretty funny. But I, yeah, he's not the problem with this. Everything else is the problem. <laughs> yes. He's doing what he's paid to do. I feel like I heard a lot of people say the same problem they had with that was like it was the same situation as the Aaliyah movie where they were both god awful, but you can't actually blame the star of the movie for the movie being so damn bad. Right. Can we what were you about to say? Um, I just don't understand why I don't know. These money these films seem like a big money grab. Um, there was like a style, like not stylistically, but like the, I don't know, the changes between part one and part two didn't make, like, it's like, you, I don't know. It was like two different people directed them and wrote them. They probably did. I didn't even get to part two. I was, I, I got, barely got through part one. I was like, well, I'm not watching the rest of this. Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> and part two, like his, um, his, I'm like, it's, it was like, you know, Alicia who ends up being his wife. I'm like, okay, is she his girlfriend or his his guardian angel? Oh, I heard. I don't know if y'all saw Bobby Brown's sister was on. Oh, she went off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Basically saying that like Alicia found her way into the story far earlier than in real life she actually was. But wouldn't that be on Bobby? That would be on Bobby. Wait, also it would be on Bobby and it'd be on the writers and everything because you know. Um, it seems like Bobby had enough control over the project to be like, we're going to, you know, alter history a little bit, you know? I mean, uh, Janet Jackson certainly thinks they altered history. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and I almost, like, I didn't, I haven't read the story and I heard there's a lot more in the book, but it almost feels like a throwaway example of him getting into dating famous people. It felt disrespectful, to be perfectly frank with It you. was. Like, and especially like, you know, I mean, even though they cut the scene of her being left out on the doorstep naked and the edit is so ragged that it, you can tell where, where exactly where it was lifted out of the, um, mm-hmm. of the uh, episode, yeah. just the way that they had the, they shot the sex scene. This is Janet Jackson. It, not even just Janet, any woman. It was just disrespectful. It was, it was like, they, they shot her like, like, it was just, it was, it was disrespectful. I just, I don't have any other words for it. Like, especially on... Primetime television on, on BET? I didn't know you could do that, that sort of thing on BET. This ain't uncut. It's not 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what did they do? They were still undercovers. No, he the one the version I saw, he, they were in the hallway. They were on top of the couch, under the couch, beside the couch, <laughs> beneath the couch. They, they kept doing cutting angle, 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 angle. Okay. <laughs> and? <laughs> Look here. Uh, it was you and your pilgrimage ways. Right. That's all you want to see. Like, ooh, Janet barely showed. 
Just some ankle. That's all you need to know. That's suggestive enough. They're in Lord their L shaped sheet. <laughs> Lord. So, Ken, what have you been watching? Uh, movies wise, I really haven't watched anything. I watched that Bobby Brown movie, unfortunately. Um, mm. really haven't watched anything else. All right. What about TV shows and stuff? Uh, TV shows. What have I been watching? Uh, I've watched a lot. Um, I've watched uh, Ozark season okay. two. Yeah, which, which pulled me directly in. Oh my gosh. Um, I still love it. Still, it needs to be more than 10 episodes, but. Yeah, it's kind of like this is the heir apparent to House of Cards for Netflix. Okay. Um, if somebody like that's what I see, um, it, it it was so good, except not as boring. Um, I I love so House of Cards, but House of Cards can be slow. It can be very slow. Yeah, but this isn't. It. I mean, it's great. You know, and it, like the characters, like they go, they don't take like. You you know certain beats in TV shows and Fox, but they don't all, they don't take the familiar beat that you're going to expect them to. So there's different things that happen, and it's kind of like stuff happens, but it ha- it has a different outcome or for a different reason. Um, you know, I, I just you know I'm just really enjoying it. Um, I'm wondering where they shot this thing in Atlanta because I recognize some of the scenes. Like, okay, that's the West End clearly, or you know, <laughs> or another part of town. Um, but I didn't yeah, realize they shot that here. Huh? I didn't realize they shot that in Atlanta. I didn't until I noticed that. I'm like, why is that Western train station? So, oh, okay. Like, until I, I'm like, well, it, it wasn't a train station, but I know that street because I used to like commute on that street every day. Um, mm-hmm. So I know, I like know it off the back of my head. And some of the other, like, if they weren't like in on, on Lake, I could tell it was somewhere in Atlanta. Um, right. So I don't know. Maybe they didn't shoot it here. Maybe they shot certain scenes in this area. That could be the case. But either way, that's good. I also started watching season two of Iron Fist. Spoiler, I didn't watch season one because everybody told me don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, right. don't, you don't need it for season um, two, Ken. Just watch Defenders and you should be fine. I did. We, yeah, we saw Defenders. We reviewed Defenders. Yeah. Season two was pretty good um, so far. I haven't finished it yet. Um, there was something else on Netflix I've been watching. I can't remember now, but I've been trying to catch up with a lot of stuff. Of course, I've been watching Insecure, which I'm sure we should talk about later. Are we going to talk about <sighs> No, we talk about it later. We'll do like a special episode. I had to catch up. I haven't seen any of it. I did hear they put the okie doke on, on y'all niggas. Ha ha ha. Oh, shut they up. They didn't pull the okie doke. I will say there's some things I really like about the season. Something I don't like up. is that I felt like the season did, really didn't get started until these last two episodes. Uh, it was kind of like I understand. Like they could have had one, like one, like one or two fewer episodes in the beginning, because it's like only an eight or ten episode season. So it's like you, two, huh? It's eight. Yeah, like I said, eight. You know, eight episode season. So it's kind of like you guys took this long to really get started up. I'm like, I'm a little pissed off. So you could have knocked two of those episodes off, but the uh, episode four felt like it. Fi- that the show's finally. It felt like it should have been the first episode of the season. So can it feel people online are saying that you know the first the first couple of episodes it's almost like are is this Issa's show or Daniel's? Well, the thing is, we needed some character development for Daniel. I don't see that. I felt the only person who really got knocked in the show is Molly, not Daniel. Now I think it, it. I think it showed him in a in a worse light. Like as it as you saw more of Daniel, I felt yeah. like I liked him less. Whereas before, you know, you didn't know much about him and he was just, he was just kind of 
there. He was just, you know, just background and just a, a, or a plot device that kind of moved the story along. But having him as like a focal point, I, I thought I, I didn't really care for that. And I, I agree with you on the first couple of episodes. It felt like it, it was really just kind of like a continuation of last year. It could have been, it could have wrapped it up probably within an episode. Because like you said, there's not a lot of episodes and then there's only a half hour. So you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of time to to build up to something, especially when it's not going anywhere. Right. Know? I mean, I get what they're, I'm like, I, I would say, you know, episode four should have at least been episode three mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. season. I'll give you, like, I understand why they had to build certain things up. Mind you, I mean, I understand that completely. But episode four was just like, to me, was really great. It was, it was like, the, the show, the, that episode really unraveled like, it was very like it was very novelesque, and the mm-hmm. same thing with episode five. It's kind of like I felt like the what like something that happened in the beginning, a cameo that happened in the beginning, foreshadowed the foreshadowed something that happened in the end. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I'm like, oh, that's why they did that because they were like, there's little clues, there's little there's little allusions to different things that you start to pick up on. And one of the weird things about Insecure is it's one of the few shows I will actually watch an episode over and over again, and I always catch something different. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's he, like he, it's like Issa says, I know this shit. <laughs> right. I know this shit. Like and, and point blank, period. Like, period. City growth. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that, damn it. Um <laughs> but no, um it's it, you know, it like I notice things, I know certain certain things about the characters, certain things that are going on in each of the shows. So I appreciate the writing more, even when it's slow, even when I wish they would get like speed up and get to the point. Episode four just felt so and actually now that I think about it, it felt like an episode of fucking girls. Which the show oh, has no. always had a lot of allusions to. It felt like, it, like in one of the one of the uh, the uh, things people said about the show in the beginning is that it felt like the black version of girls. Um, I know Brandon has never watched that show. Um, never a day in my black. He ass probably life. never will. It was actually a good show. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to talk more about it. Word for it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people right now have to take my word for that. Um, especially when uh, the, what's the girl's name who who uh, created the show? Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham, who, who is trying her hardest to get canceled. Like yeah. she is, like she is trying so hard to be canceled. Um, or trying so, to stack up the amount of ways that she can be canceled. Right. It's like yeah. you have a self-destruct. Uh, I mean, you self-destructive tendencies, like your character in the show. Um, the fabric of our lives. But yeah. Yes. Um, so Ali, what have you been watching? Um, more of Iron Fist. Mm. Um, it's it's good. It's good. Um, saying that it's better than the first season isn't isn't a for for a layperson doesn't really mean much because you know the first season was so terrible. <laughs> so so I'm just happy that. You know, I don't know if maybe did they fire a bunch of people? Did they hire a bunch of people? You know, did did he have more time to do more fight choreography? I think that's all of that. Yeah, all, did he did he get some acting lessons? Well, I, I I mean, I haven't watched all of it, but I heard like he's really they they really focused the show on everybody else this season, and he's just kind of there. Okay, well, they they kind of like make up for the fact that he's not that great of a character by making by like 
everybody has to compensate like, for that. I mean, at this point, Misty has as much screen time as he does. Yeah. Even though I kind of hate the that. way Misty's getting has been written. Like, like she was the highlight of season one of Luke Cage, but she just comes off as the forceful, angry black woman sometimes. Who, yeah, she's, um, she's a little she's a little bitter. Yeah, it's a little better. Right. It's like she doesn't have that nuance that she has. Like, we don't get to see her intelligence at work. It's more like um, it's like she's gone from having a velvet, like an iron fist and a velvet glove to just like taking the no gloves off. I mean, and that's not another joke about her hand, which they had way too many of in Luke Cage seasons. Well, at least in season two of Luke Cage, they 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 gave her the little, you know, dreamlike uh precognition or postcognition, I guess, of seeing yeah. like the scenes, like the seeing what happened, being able to kind of piece stuff together. Yeah, her, her little CSI scenes. Yeah, she had. yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. that added to the character because they didn't have any of that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just her. Yeah, the anatomy. Her, you know, I call it the anatomy of the scene. Yeah. It was just her giving <laughs> attitude to everybody in the first season. That was, yeah. You know, that kind of bothered me. That she wasn't really, yeah. she wasn't that likable. I mean, you know, she's she's attractive and she's playing a good character, but she, well, and I don't blame her, but I don't, I don't think they wrote her to be, you know, a particularly good character or put a lot of thought into making her like Misty Knight as opposed to just some tough cop, tough New York cop. Mm-hmm. Tough black angry woman cop. Yeah. So like not enough of the comic of the comic character is coming across and how they wrote her. Yeah, saying. yeah. Like that, yeah, giving you that background and making you understand why Misty Knight is a thing or why she's important. I wonder if part of that is people people so I mean, part of that could be that maybe some writers they're not exactly sure or know how to write a strong black woman without making her seem brass and brash and um, aggressive. Because, you know, there's so many ways to show a strong personality. A strong personality doesn't mean you are, you know, too overly assertive. It doesn't mean that you're always, you're always, you know, chewing people out. You know, it could just mean that you're super confident and you express that through, you know, through showing that, um, you know, your actions is the steps that you take to solve problems or whatever, you know, they, they show that you have a really strong resolve. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that, you know, every time I see someone, every time someone looks at me the wrong way, I got to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. She's not. Yeah. It's like she's not. It's not like she's yeah, a part of the community. Like she's so close to the people and she treats them a certain way and she just has a problem mm-hmm. with authority or, you know, love interest or whatever. It just seemed, yeah, it was like everybody. She kind of... Yeah, just Missy, Missy was on 12 for, for every one of her interactions. Yeah, and yeah. and it, it's it's like, you know, this. So, you know what I feel like as if maybe they should have done? Um, again, I don't read, I don't read um, Blue Cage, but maybe, maybe throw in there a young, a young character. So that way she can, so that way that young character can bounce over her. So she can show her a softer mm-hmm. side a little bit, you know, to show that, hey, I can also be this kind of person. Yeah. But that's, that's how I feel. So I've been watching. Um, Iron Fist. Um, I haven't seen any uh, new movies as of late. Um, it's it's just been a, a bit of um, Iron Fist, and that's pretty much it. Okay, uh, Royal, what have you been watching? Pretty much the same as you guys. Uh, Insecure, Ozark. Uh, hadn't had a chance to uh, watch the new Iron Fist, but I heard pretty much the same thing. And like you were saying. It being better than the first one, I, I saw like a, a article that was 
from probably Rotten Tomatoes or something. They were just talking about how it was the biggest leap from season one to season two, you know, ever. Mm. But it was more like from 28% to like 55%. Like it was still rotten. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's why I was saying it's, it's saying that it's better. Yeah. It doesn't really say much. Yeah. It doesn't really, you know, but at least it's better. Yeah, I found it funny that it was, that so. it was still rotten despite the huge leap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Asian, uh, he didn't have much to say about it. Uh, the guy I want, I pay the most attention to, uh, the Blurred Vision podcast, but he definitely on Instagram did not know Blurred Vision. The, what? So we, 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 we don't know yeah. him, but we I, I listen to Blurred Vision too. Yeah. yeah um, he definitely didn't let them live down a scene where he, apparently he used the Iron Fist power on two pistols. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's so that's gonna be that a thing. image on Instagram at least four times. Yeah, I haven't gone to that part yet, but I I know it's 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 coming. I so. was gonna watch <laughs> it, and then I saw that, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna not, I'm gonna ignore this because I have the same beef with um with Luke Cage, with Jessica, with Iron Fist. I have the same problem with all three of these shows. The only one that I don't have this beef with is Daredevil because with Daredevil, it's a minor annoyance, but he's a dominant enough character in his own right that it doesn't come up very often with in my mind. Jessica okay. Jones, her entire character, her, what inspired her to become a superhero in the first place back in the day was Spider-Man. Luke Cage and Spidey are borderline best friends and Iron Fist and Spidey interact constantly. So in the comics, it's one of those things where they've created this world and I'm not saying any of the shows are bad, but it's like you exist in the same city that in the in the world you've crafted, the incident happened. Ultron probably happened. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has happened, but you can't talk about it. So I have to assume if you're trying to loosely be connected to MCU, Spidey's running around. So it's like. Yeah. The world, the the world that they've created is so divided that I just maybe what they like, should have done. Maybe what they should have done. If I I think what you're 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 highlighting a very interesting sort of location sort of issue. Maybe what they should have done is have each of these heroes in different boroughs. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they tried to do. But I mean, it's, it's one of those right. Well, so that way, whenever like, they kind of did that with Luke Cage with his origin, making him from Georgia because I just felt like they had to rewrite it because they already included him and Jessica Jones and they kind of made him feel like he was an outsider there and they couldn't Mm -hmm. make him, you know, somebody from Harlem, you know, having been around all this time because you wouldn't be able to kind of explain how he just pops up on the scene. Now, I think they could have it to where it is kind of like a wall garden between these different properties, but... I, but to uh, to the other point about uh, maybe their motivation. I mean, the their, the motivation seemed different for those three characters. It's like they're the 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 other three, the Luke and Iron it's, Fist. For me, Jessica, they come all, off as like they were, they they're so reluctant like, to be heroes. You know, like Daredevil is the only one who right. just wants to do it. He's just well, he's the man without fear. But I mean, he he's 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 more reckless. He's just more idealistic. You know, they're not idealistic. They're just right. like something happens and they're just forced to right. do it. Like there's they're not really heroic, and that kind of bothered me 
you know, about Luke Cage the first season. He wants to sit in the barbershop and, and wax eloquently about, you know, literature and all this stuff. And they they kind of made him this, uh, they kind of whitewashed. I mean, I don't whitewashed, but yeah, I mean, not whitewashed in the sense that, you know, they made him. They did. He's a, did. He's a lot less intense yeah, than he is in the comics. Toast, like the character. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I know that they wanted to make it more politically correct. You know, you don't want to, and, you know, in, in this era, you want to have somebody that used to be a gang member and all of this stuff. So they made him an ex-football star, ex-Marine, ex-cop. It's like everything that... Preacher's yeah, kids. He's just always, yeah, preacher's kids. Just every step of the way, he's just been this goody, goody, goody. But then once he gets powers, he doesn't want to be a hero. So for me, it felt like if you looked at the comic books of Luke Cage, you know that he he's it's a redemption kind of thing for him. You know, whereas in right. this, he didn't have to redeem anything. He just was just kind of there. And I'm like, I guess I'll use these powers, you know. And I would have yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have minded them using the original thing, just updated a little bit, you know, he didn't have to be like, you know, on this. Yeah, yeah, on the streets, job talking. He could be who he was, just a victim of circumstances, running with the wrong people or whatever. But the point of him being Luke Cage now was because he understood what he did and he's trying to make up for it. Pretty much like every other hero origin is. And they could have done, you know, the same thing with Jessica, like to your point that, you know, she went to school with Peter Parker. And then to for Spider-Man to be so prevalent, you know, now the timeline wouldn't work now because, you know, Spider-Man's a kid now. But um, I, I didn't think they necessarily had to have them have that connection, but, you know, have like similar motivations and, you know, the, 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 the Easter eggs as far as the mentioning and stuff was generally enough. You know, I, I don't right. expect them to kind of cross over and have cameos. So I, well, I yeah. mind that. What are they going to do now, though? Because Infinity War happened. Oh, yeah. That's true. Well, like- I mean, well, you know, you know, it's the thing of where those things are basically sort of kind of separated for business reasons. So it's not really much they can do about that until they can figure something else out. But yeah, Amelia, um, yeah. I was gonna say, uh, what were you what were you watching? <laughs> to be honest, uh, my hero academia. I still have a, to catch up based that. anime. I, I like so, oh my god. My my homeboy like keeps getting on me about not watching it, which understandably the thing is, it's kind of like part of me wants to wait for the dub, but you know I I've been I've, right. been, I've, I've been watching this, but, the the uh, you know the subtitled version subtitles, but um, Hulu, but Ken, but it's like don't you watch it on don't you watch it on Crunchyroll? What? No. Don't you do you not watch because Crunchyroll has the dubs right as the the show because it's like it's very it's like literally the day of well i can't i'm sorry i can't have another streaming subscription <laughs> oh, okay oh I, I thought you were watching i thought you were watching it on on, on crunchyroll because crunchyroll just has I it like will, this the day of so i will I, loan verse to anybody because i i love people and my hero academia is the only reason I feel okay bringing it up on this podcast is one you asked, and two, their take on superheroes is really interesting. Like they have this, they have a whole a whole country where superheroes are a thing. They're supported by the government financially. They get tested to, uh, they go to an, an academy to make sure they're worthy of becoming heroes in the first place. It's like it's like X Men, but done correctly. 
like a society that took the whole mutant thing and was like, oh, here's how we do this without coming off like Nazis. <laughs> so this is on Crunchyroll and Netflix, or I don't know if it's on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's. I'm not sure if it's, it's, on, it's Netflix, on Hulu, but it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, yeah, okay. I've been watching it on Hulu. Um, okay, yeah. But but you said the yeah. subtitle version is on. But it's kind of like I can't remember. Yeah, they what's, have the the, what's the name of the guy who did Game of Thrones? Who was the Game of Thrones author? George R. R. Martin. Because he had a uh, it, yeah, he had another series of books, and like My Hero Academia's world kind of reminds me of that, where everybody kind of gets superpowers, like a certain percentage of the population. Ah. So it's kind of like in the world of My Hero Academia, it's kind of like that. It's more or less like if you don't have a superpower or as they call them, a quirk, um, you're more yeah. of an, uh, you know, an anomaly in that instance. Like even if it's just something minor, right. you know, it's like even, even if you can just like the episode of, of uh, Family Guy where Meg could just kind of grow her nails really long. <laughs> yeah. well, you would at least have that as a quirk, you know? Okay. And, but the thing is, and I don't want to—I don't want to steal any thunder. What he's saying, my academia—it—it's it, a really great exploration of powers and the creative uses. Seriously, and, so good. And then the thing is, even if you have all these powers, it's like, but what the fuck are you going to do at the barrel, end of the barrel of a gun, nigga? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, they explore not the main character, but my favorite thing about it is they've got this paragon of justice guy named All Might, who's like he's the number one hero in their country. Like they do rankings, and he's the number <laughs> one. And imagine for those who haven't seen the show, he's like Captain America mixed with Hulk. <laughs> he's completely unstoppable, but he's the most optimistic, bright-hearted, like genuinely good person ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, can, and that's a good point though, because the comics they never really talk about how the powers would always you, you could apply certain like Human Torch. I mean, you can burn stuff and you can fly, but you know, do, are you just gonna burn people all the time? Like, you know, what I'm saying you can you have certain amount of control over it, but it's not something that I would really just yeah, I, I would love to turn into flames. You know, yeah. it's not like a dream power. You know? Right. Yeah. Take away the but, um, okay. they, they do a good job of exploiting. They do a good job of taking all the superhero stuff that America's been doing and kind of exploiting where it's wrong, and being like in an actual society, this couldn't work, this couldn't work, this couldn't work, <laughs> and then they have a. But then they have an alternative. It's li- like they have a whole section. Uh, everyone just the one of the episodes I just watched. Everyone just got tested on like rescue capabilities, and. Everyone who just went in powers blazing and grabbing as many people as possible, they got docked points because they didn't ask the they didn't ask the people they were rescuing how they're doing, where they're injured. You know, they didn't actually care. It's like you have to you have to care for the person you're saving. You have to comfort them. You have to make sure they know they're gonna be okay because you're here. You can't just show up. Right. You can't just show up, show off explosive power, <laughs> and think that's gonna like be the gonna beginning be okay. of of um, Incredibles. Right. <laughs> It's, you know okay. what? It's funny because it kind of reminds me of the whole theory that Superman has a force field around him. Because if he technically picked up a person and threw and flew at super speed, he would rip their skin off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he doesn't have the speed force to, you know, cover up all those little deficiencies. Like, because it's like, oh, the Flash couldn't do this at any mm-hmm. time. But he's got the speed force. You know, that kind of is incompetent. That's right. right. He's not going to reduce the friction. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I watched recently that um, I feel like is a really great segue into one of our topics 
is the um, the live action de- or not the live action, but the animated Death of Superman film that came out like a month ago. Yeah. I don't know if you've discussed that yet, but um, no, not yet. That, have you seen it? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but um, we'll talk about that when we get to DC because it ties right into the DC universe thing because it's staring me in the face every time I turn the app on. Well, the animated films have been doing this thing where they've been following the comics really, really well, but I felt like genuinely when they sat down to make this movie, they said, okay, how can we slap Batman v Superman in the face (laughs) with a cartoon movie? And everyone was like, we could do this, we could do that. And it was like... Just perfect idea after perfect idea. They literally made a movie with about Doomsday and said, "This is how BVS was supposed to be made." Please, if we're gonna do a Doomsday movie, this is how it's supposed to be done. It's it was so good. <laughs> you know why they, why okay. it worked? Because they followed the work? source material. Well, one <laughs> of the writers of Superman actually wrote the the movie. Yeah. Which one? Oh God, what's his name? Fuck. It's not Roger Stern. Not is Roger it? Stern. Not one of the people who actually wrote it in the nineties. Um, he's a current guy. Oh. Um, gosh, why? Why the fuck did his name not come into me? Look it up and see if we can Tomasi. get that to it. Let's go ahead. Yeah, Peter Tomasi. Oh, oh, see, yeah, Tomasi's a good writer. I can see that. All right, let's go ahead on to um new. <laughs> All right, so first up, the Emmy Awards on any other regular year would be tonight, but because um, NBC has them this year, NBC has Sunday Night Football, they will actually be airing tomorrow night instead. Oh. And, but airing and happening tomorrow night. So they pushed it back a day. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have the creative Emmys, though, last weekend. We talked a little bit about those last week, uh, about how all four of the guest actor awards went to Black people. Um Samira Wiley and Tiffany Haddish won the ones for best um, for best um, actress in a best guest actress in a comedy and a drama, and Cat Williams and Ron Cephas Jones won for best actor in a comedy and in a drama. Also, Keenan Thompson won his first Emmy uh, for original music and lyrics for "Come at Barack" from the episode <laughs> of SNL with him and Chance the Rapper. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember that. I'll have little, to look it up. We miss you. Yeah. Yeah. We miss you, Brock Arnold. And John Legend became, I believe he's the youngest male ever to have an EGOT, Emmy, Grammy, yeah. Oscar, and Tony. Because um yeah. Dance of Jesus Christ Superstar, which he um, produced and starred in. Uh-huh. And he's the only black man to have one. Yep. Yes. Not according to Philip Michael Thomas. Oh. <laughs> Philip Michael Thomas has an Oscar? Nah, you know, he, he's, he used to call himself <laughs> Mr. EGOT. Oh, like <laughs> I guess he thought he potentially could. I don't know why he thought you know he had that. I don't think he has any of them. I don't know, maybe Tony. I mean, I mean, there's he was trying a, to declare it. You know, he was trying video. to speak it into existence. Exactly. Speak it into existence. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> he didn't speak loud enough. Uh... It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> uh, next, the, the, the man next up. Of <laughs> Lord, did, did you guys Lemons. see the Instagram video of him pay, of him deciding where to put the Emmy? <laughs> oh, John Legend. 
Yeah, he was like looking at his wall shelf full of Grammys and stuff. <laughs> and he just like, he grabs a bench from the piano that's next to it, climbs on top of it, still in his suit, just moves something over, puts the Emmy there, gets back to Chrissy Teigen, say perfect in the background. And he's just looking at his his shelf, just smiling. Like, it was, it was a beautiful moment. I watched that clip. It was like a 10 second clip on Instagram, but I watched it probably five times because I was so oh. happy for it. So hopefully those album sales will catch up one day. Ooh. Wow! <laughs> oh wow! John Legend's due for another hit album. Hopefully, he'll get Is that he? back. Uh, I mean, all of these uh, <laughs> did some pretty good justice for him, though. He hasn't he hasn't had like a number one forever that we'll never forget. But his albums have been doing well. I like to I I like to call John Legend like quiet famous, the same mm-hmm. way Matt Damon is. Where like what they do. We normally make not followed twenty four seven and being obsessed over. Okay, I don't know. If you that cut makes a little sense. bit, but I think we made it all out. You cut out a little bit, but I think we, I think we got the gist of it though. Uh, Sorry, I yeah. might. I'm. I don't know. If, I don't know how good my signal is where I am. I'm very, very deep on the south side of Atlanta right now. South side, <laughs> you be all right. Um, next up, Cassie Lemons, um, black filmmaker. Uh, she is making a Harriet Tubman movie called Harriet, Ugh. starring Cynthia Erivo as Harriet Tubman, and it starts shooting in October. Mm. Okay. Where does it start shooting? In Virginia. Oh, I thought you were going to say Wyoming. <laughs> Why are you going to say Wyoming? Who will film a Harriet Tubman picture in Wyoming? I just wanted for irony. Is she going to be on the mountain? Ho- I just wanted to for Hollywood, irony. I mean... so, she can, so she can be Heidi instead of... <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Hmm. Ooh, the, the, lifetime, the lifetime version of Harriet Tubman's story. Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> the hills are alive with slaves. Oh, my oh, God. Jesus. Oh, Jesus with, with the Black People Anthem. Oh, oh no. no. Starring Scarlett Johansson. Jeez, that escalated really way too quick for me. I was enthralled. (laughs) The makeup was amazing. (laughs) Shout out to Paul Booney. Next up, um, a little bit less. So, as we know, Kenya Barris, the creator of Blackish and co creator of Grownish with Larry Wilmore, he left his ABC overall deal to go to Netflix Mm -hmm. this past um, couple of months. And the the catalyst for it, we already knew it was the fact that it was an episode of Blackish that ABC didn't air. For what we had heard, it was just a, like a, what we heard was that it was one joke about kneeling that they didn't want to put in, and that's what it was. Apparently, what actually happens to the whole episode was an anti-Trump episode. It was of Andre um, looking after his newest, um, youngest infant son, De- um, Devante. They named that baby Devante. Lord Jesus, Devante. Uh, but he's. Yeah, that's the Devontae Swing. And he's trying to tell, actually, for real, in the episode. Uh, and there, she's trying to tell the baby a bedtime story. And he's trying to integrate the real world into the bedtime story. And it goes in this whole thing where there's allegories to the current you know, administration and Trump and everything. And the kneeling was only part of it. Um, so Kenya Barris told the Hollywood Reporter, as much as he possibly could without jeopardizing the fact that he still has to see some of these people... Um, every now and then because his shows are still on ABC even though he doesn't work there anymore. He doesn't want them to like, you know, he doesn't want to make it as bad for them. Except for um, 
I think his name was it's Ben something. One exactly he said was just a complete dick to him. Told him one thing and didn't say the other. The part I found was interesting though was that Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, which of course owns ABC, called him sick in the bed and was like, listen, Trump is president. We are trying to get Trump voters to watch ABC more. And we're buying we're buying Fox. So we don't want Trump, the Trump administration, to mess with the deal. So we can't show the episode. Yet. At all. They buried it. Okay, never mind. I mean, that makes it's not you. Yeah, it was Ben Sherwood was the executive who um he said was just a complete dictator. He runs Disney ABC television. Like he like so like ABC network is below him, basically. He he liked Shannon Dungey, it wasn't her. For those who, who um, Jane Dungey, of course, is the black woman who's the head of ABC, um, the network, the entertainment side. Um, but yeah, so that's what actually happened. They say that they, they've taken every copy of the um, actual episode and buried it in the scripts. Anthony Anderson and Tracy Ellis Ross have never seen it. Oh, wow. And they won't see it, even though they really want to see it. They really believed in it. They're, you know, sad about Kenya Barris leave, but they understand because it was literally like, you know, he couldn't do what he wanted to do at ABC. You know, um, and also all the other pilots that he pitched, none of them got picked up. There's one star in Courtney B. Vance and his and he's gonna have a white wife. And it was like they were two pundits who were on opposite sides of the political spectrum on television. Um, and I think they still have that bewitched pilot where where Samantha is black and Darren is white, that's still in play. But I don't know if they'll pick that up as well. What? what I mean, what made them what? go in that? Like, why does it have to be, you know, an interracial couple? But oh, because I mean, he Kenya Barris was trying to find ways to make shows about black people and racism, but in ways that were play, um, palatable to the ABC templates. Oh. So his idea for Bewitched was that she's literally black girl magic, but she can't get ahead as far as her white her. Do nothing white husband does. Oh, okay. that was their pitch. Okay. All right, that makes sense. I would watch that. But yeah, yeah. So his first thing he's gonna be doing for Netflix is a is a Dion Cole comedy special. Everybody knows Dion Cole. He plays Charlie on um Blackish. Yeah. And beyond and from there they're gonna he's gonna move forward with some other stuff. Cause you know, in Netflix, they don't have censors, they don't have the FCC. So he can do a lot more of what the fuck he wants to do. So hopefully he'll be happier over there and can bring us more awesome stuff. How much did it pay Dion Cole for that Netflix special? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my loves. <laughs> Love that you can begins it like that. Like oh my god. Life. Like, he's got to do a spoof on that. He's got to. Yeah. Shout out. That reminds Sh- me. Uh, Monique, remember Monique came out and defended her sister, Roseanne Barr? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Kenya was a lot less forgiving. He said, and you can quote you can quote him, fuck Roseanne. Ooh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> People wonder why I've never been a Monique fan. <laughs> I like Monique back in the day. Like, nope. And I I understood the whole thing. I understood her side of the whole Oscar controversy. I just, where I was like, I'm looking at sideways is the whole defending Roseanne thing. Like, sis, you want to stand up in black solidarity for you because Netflix was, was treating you and Wanda Sykes and stuff unfairly, which 
we can agree upon. It was unfair it to wasn't some degree. Unfair, though. Like, okay, they can butter her up and call her a legend all they want. What is her resume? The abusive mama on Precious and Meet the Parkers. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. No, I would say, no. but I would say lately, like this is a comedy. By comparison, you, by comparison a, a comedy of Dave and Christian. So you want to talk about what your recent comedy is? So I don't have a problem with if this is like an acting gig or something, and based on the type of role she has, she felt like she should be getting paid more because she's been acting. You know, man. Well, that's what you hear from her. You ain't hear nobody say you're about to go to the Monique show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you do hear people say that in like. But it, it's like in like it's like she has almost a sweet black audience. But she hasn't really. But she hasn't really felt. She ain't selling out of it because she hasn't felt like she's had to though. I mean, you you, you definitely nobody shooting her. her. She's not doing no. She's not doing no chit chitlin chitlin circuit clubs or nothing like that. It's it's Monique because you already see how she is with Netflix. You think she's you know she's gonna go to any town and just feel like she's got to do these small venues. My thing is, I haven't heard of anybody talking about her comedy. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's talking about how funny she is. Like, during that whole thing, nobody said, well, I saw Monique and she was still funny. You know, because that's the bottom line. Exactly. I saw, I saw Monique back in the day. She was funny. I've seen her live, you know, Quincy comedy, all that stuff. But that's about the extent of what I've seen of her doing comedy. So I know she's funny. She's, you know, she's been in a lot of movies, you know. And then, like you said, she was the abusive mother. That's probably, you know, her Claim the fame as far as like acting. That was my thing. Like, nobody's right. They just gonna give you money. They're not gonna bank on you still being funny 10 years later. That's all I, that's all I took from it. Yeah, isn't it just the the, the pay was based off basically what the Netflix's explanation or whatever kind of explanation they gave was you're not hot right now. Yeah. And they probably this other person is hot right now. As a reason why, here's the pay. Here's why there's a pay disparity. This is that's why. Always- no, no. If she wants to take it or leave it, that's that's on that's her choice. And if the fans well, remember, want to believe it or not, we that's read the choice. contract on the air. We we went through the con- the contract to consider what they were paying her. The contract was unfair because she could have paid. She could, she would earn more money on the road than she would have doing a special mm. thing, having not yeah. to be able to do those same jokes. Yeah. For okay. Two yeah. years. All right. So then she just has to. So what? So basically, her her choice in this case is decline Netflix, right, and just go on the road, or go to another like non site Go to another network. All right. So the but, issue the issue she's having is she wants to point out to everyone, hey, this is what Netflix is doing to women women of color um, comedians like myself, right. And I, I was I was say was that when she stood up for Roseanne, I was like, what's going on? Because <laughs> it's Roseanne. And they, they can hire all the black people to be on that show. They want to. They they um, cast somebody to play DJ's wife as a yeah, series regular. Right. B- yeah. bl- um, sister, bless you. Get that check. It's still got I'm not yeah, watching. It's, I'm it's still got a stink on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your bills. Make sure your your your, your pets and um, everything is well fed. I can't watch that show. I'm sorry. I've never seen the reboot. I don't even want to watch the reruns of the old show when I used to watch the old show anymore. Like Roseanne just. Just, uh, it wasn't just the lat, the Valerie Jerry thing. She was consistently a problem for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck her. And she's and she's one of the people who's they're, they're wrong, and boy, do they stick to their guns. Oh yeah, they're just like you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how many designer women fans we have on this show right now. Um, um never. I, <laughs> what? What, Brandon? What? 
No, oh, they had they um Designing Women's sequel is being picked up for a pilot at ABC, not at CBS where it originally ran. Um, I didn't even think there was a I didn't I didn't even think. I mean, even though there were fans of that show, like wow. Um, tell me, ago. tell me about tell me tell me what what was how was the ratings for Designing Women back? It was, then? It, was, it, was yeah, it was a hit show. It was a hit show. It was it was top top ten maybe sometimes top twenty. Yeah. You know? Ran for like ran for five seasons, yeah. if I recall probably, because I was reading the article. The creator, um, Linda, gosh, what's her name? Bloodsworth, uh, Houndstooth, the yeah, third. Linda Bl- Bloodworth Thomps- Thomason, yeah, because she's talking about how Les Moonves basically, when he first came to CBS in the mid '90s, basically ran her out of there. Yeah, they need um, to stop playing and to just give us, uh, give me the Family Matters. Return no. that I want because the whole no. cast they're up for it. Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you right now, mm-hmm. that's never going to happen. Yeah, because number one, Jaleel White is not going to play that character it. again. No, no. They, they were trying. No, they were trying to sell Hulu subscriptions. Let me. I'll be honest with you. When they said that they were trying to get you to sign on for Hulu <laughs> so they could watch the episodes. Jaleel, Jaleel White is not going to play Urkel again, never and him did. and Joe Marie Payton do have not gotten along since 1989. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're not Lord. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to you're trying to make them fight on on uh, uh, on the set. On uh, the Warner set. Brothers is our money. <laughs> yeah, do I just want to I just want to see Urkel, his wife, and his children. That's all I want. I, I, I actually I do too. Maybe if they get animated or something like that, or recast everybody, they could do that. But it won't be the original people because I like, mean, if it's they not can going. Make- if they can make me sit through a Ravens home show, they can they can find a way. They can offer enough money. To make Urkel and Laura come back, and maybe give well, Carl yes. like brief, like pop up moments every third episode or something. Here, here's my problem out. with all that. My problem with that is that the show, you know, when it turned into the essentially the Urkel show, everybody else on the show, they 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 just Fair their characters, their character development, you know. Almost came to a screeching halt. Yeah, the JJ right? effect. Yes. the JJ effect. Yeah, well, and so it was all it was a screeching halt until Urkel's first episode when the ratings came. Because before that, yeah, but piano in his hands. Yeah, the, yeah. The thing was that though is that it made the whole show about him rather than having him as a compliment. They should just make Urkel cool, and then like you know. Laura, I know. how he grew up and turned into here's, something. Here's the thing, though. When you when you start when you start when you sort of stand back one step, and you look at it, <laughs> I think the the Me Too folks are gonna are gonna launch on this one too because it's like the fact that you've been harassing this girl for for yeah. years, right? And then the and then she finally turns around and says yes. And then you go, I'm wearing you down. And then the, the last thing you you pretty much say in, in a in a like I'm paraphrasing is I finally worn you down. Now you're gonna marry me. And she does, she marries him. Is that the kind of example example that you want to portray on TV? People who take that up option clearly haven't actually seen the whole show because Oh, well, I've seen the whole show. Oh, right. I've seen the whole show. I see, trust me. Urkel and <laughs> Stefan proposed at the same time, and Urkel. No, 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 no. no I'm can offer you, you a better start, life. And she no, I'm still saying start, start from the beginning. Okay. Start from Urkel's yeah, the mouse eater and stuff and everything. Yeah. And it's like yeah, he's climbing through the window. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's knocking on the door every day. Yeah. 
Okay. He's okay. he's her, he basically harassed Laura he for harassed a good strong seven or eight years. Oh, real? Yes. You know, if this was an HBO show, uh, Laura would have Laura would have been a depressed drug addict by now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a but is that because of Urkel, or is it just because it's an HBO show and you know how much they like painful drama? Both. No. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of dark takes on classic things. Oh God, um, Sabrina. Neff. Yeah, man, what, what, Netflix, Netflix <laughs> segue, man. Netflix released this first teaser for The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, starring the daughter from the Mad Men. I can't pronounce that girl's name. Save my life, so I won't try. Um, it is based, is of course, upon... It's in the article. You can try it. Um, it's based upon Roberto Aguirre Sacasa's uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comic book, which does not play around with all the dark... Um, demon worship, Kyrian Sheepke. Oh, you can wait. You can do Roberto Aguirre Sacasa because I've heard him say his name. <laughs> <laughs> but this extremely, this one is actually at, like it's phonetically right there. Kyrian Shipka. Shipka. Okay, okay. Kiernan. You gotta be kidding me, right? This guy has cues in his name. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, so... Um, the trailer and it looks awful. Oh, well, have you... I don't know if you've ever seen the that, that new, the new Sabrina comic. It's pretty much yeah. on the nose. It, I mean, it probably... I'm sorry, you're talking to a Buffy, Teen Wolf, Angel. Like, that's my stuff. I Sabrina was cool, but I don't need another dark magic show. Like I don't. But I, but then how it, are we gonna get how are we gonna get our, our teenage angst fixed? <laughs> <laughs> is what I wanna know. Riverdale. <laughs> okay. Riverdale but, would give me that. Yeah, but for, for the folks who like, are mooching off of each other's Netflix saying, subscriptions, they need that fix too. <laughs> it's on Netflix too, though. Like <laughs> this, I, I'm tired of I would much rather watch Jughead become a dangerous biker gang leader and cut people. Oh, it's gonna than happen. I would watch the He's most fluffy. Well, you can have <laughs> you can have both. Why well, have only one? You can have both because what? the idea that the fluffy Stop limiting yourself Sabrina is gonna be dark and uh, demented American uh, horror story esque. Thing is just I mean, like, yeah. no, I don't think this is gonna be American horse. It's like it's not gonna go that far, I don't think. But especially mm. not with her. I mean, she's still the same person. It's just the fact that they're doing the witch stuff around her in a more, you know, okay. the way but, that. But American Horror Story, like Covenant, I will, I will give it a chance. Then. Like the Covenant, like they basically had done this kind of. They don't need your chances, Amelia. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will, I will watch it. Netflix uh, already has 13 episodes in the chamber. Nice, nice. When it comes out, I'll watch the first few. And oh, if it grips okay. me, cool. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm tired of the world of reboots. Like, I just. Same. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I, yeah, like I feel the, the same way. Reboot, well, this the last good reboot. Is this one a reboot ever- or is it is it just like a comic book adaptation? I, I think, mean, okay, so, okay, to Brandon's point, oh. it does, it is a comic book adaptation. This one isn't a, let's reboot the, the TGIF Right, Sabrina. Sabrina. Like it, it's yeah. really like we did a different oh, okay. Sabrina take a couple of years ago in the comic books. Let's turn yeah. that into a show. Yeah. So they're it's, they're literally it's not just adapting. House. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 
So okay. so it's going to scratch the that fix of the people who saw the coin books, who read the coin books, mm-hmm. and who really enjoyed the story. And yeah. now they're going to see a live action version of it. Yeah. I saw the trailer. It melted right. my face off. Here for it. Yeah. <laughs> is that what I'm saying? I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I was, I was talking about it on the phone with somebody. But basically, like in the in those like Archie horror comics, like there's a scene in Afterlife of Archie number one where Sabrina's aunt show their true actual forms, not like the kindly old ladies. And it's a uh, drawing, and it terrified me. <laughs> all right. I want to see that in then the show. Then maybe I will yeah, enjoy so, yeah. it. Sabrina just, is full yeah. Wiccan in this thing. Yeah, I'm just blowing my mind because I didn't know there was a thing as such a thing as uh, Archie horror. Yeah. I didn't know that either until Brandon told me about it like a, like, like a year or so ago. Yeah. And I was like, Roberto, what? Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa, who Cree, who um, is the showrunner for this show and for Riverdale, he started that line in 2013. With mm-hmm. um, Afterlife oh, with wow. Archie, where Jughead becomes a zombie and he starts and they and basically he starts turning the Archie kids into zombies too. Oh wow! And they all the uh, once survivors go hide out at Mister Lodge's house basically. And it's, <laughs> so it's, you should have started with you should have started with telling me that the showrunner for Riverdale was doing Sabrina. Now I'm on board. Okay. Because <laughs> Riverdale's so damn good. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's so damn good. Yeah, because originally it was supposed to be on CW. I don't know. I don't remember what happened exactly. Oh, uh, CW didn't pick it up. That's all it was. And Netflix offered more money. Netflix already co-sponsors Riverdale because in other countries besides the U.S. and I think Canada, they showed on Netflix first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Netflix and CW have have a solid deal going on right now where... Basically, every time a CW show gets to the point of its mid-finale, it goes straight to Netflix. So it's like, if you're not watching it, if you're not watching it on TV because they know no one is, stream it. Yeah, that's how I got into Crazy. As it gets that season finale, Netflix buys that um, that half of the season. Um, right. Just because, mostly for like Flash, Arrow. It's for, it's for everything on their air. It's a oh, really yeah. you, even though you're breaking up a little bit, man. Can you about to say that's how you got in the crazy ass girlfriend, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, he did that I, too. No, huh? not, no, it's on CW. Oh, it's okay. it's on CW show. It's a, it's going to get a fourth season, but the only reason the show has lasted this long is because it was on Netflix and it grew fans because of that. Right. Yeah, I love that. I love that main that um that protagonist woman. She's crazy. Rachel oh, you watch? I've I've been watching the first season because I I I'm like way late to the show, but she's she's wait a, which show? I could crazy ex girlfriend. She's a goddamn fool. I love her. Oh, <laughs> it, once it gets started and like I'm not usually one for musicals, but the shit is popping. That's what I'm saying. Brandon <laughs> would love that show because they just every time just break out into just song, and I'm just like. I thought I would not like this, but I'm this is really catchy. I've heard really good things about it from, from y'all and from the people who like from like the people who actually make the show do a lot of interviews too. So I'm, I'm gonna check it out. I did want to say before we move on to our main discussion. Shout out to White Josh. Lord. <laughs> before we move on to our main discussion, I did want to say that um last week we talked about Jeffrey Owens, you know, working at Trader Joe's and then having to quit because he got um, Can I just say I'm tired of people saying his name on the show was Irvin or Evan instead of Elvin. Elvin. <laughs> Elvin. <laughs> like, it's like every time, like, well, I, I will say specifically there, I can't think it's 94 Streets here in Atlanta. Um, they like, they get, yeah. every time they do a report on it, they call him his, this nigga Irvin or oh. Evan. It's like, yeah. like, I can see one day 
But you've been talking about him for weeks now. Every time you can't get the name of the damn character it's right. It's crazy. Like when yeah. you're doing an interview yeah. or you're doing, you have to do a story as a, as a newscaster or as an anchor or whatever. Shouldn't you do your research? Yes, you exactly. should. Right? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, crack open basic, one episode where Elvin shows up and listen to them say his name. Elvin Thibodeau. I, I think that was a joke in the show. <laughs> did you, My did thing. You, shout out to see Atlanta. Huh? Did you see the Atlanta anchor that was on a morning show and after Aretha Franklin died, she sang a Anita Baker song and said that was her favorite. Uh, God, Franklin me! <laughs> no! No! Yeah. Yeah. No. She, uh, she sang it. She sang, uh, what did she sing? You Give Me Joy. Yeah, that's what she sang. And I don't know what kind of tune she was in, but she was just like, yeah, my favorite song was, and they just paused you know, her two co-stars or whatever, and they just kept it moving. But it was, oh yeah, it was a sight. Just saying respect if you have to try that hard. Uh, But yeah. yeah, Exactly. Just, she got that to fall back on. Yeah, what I was going to say is that um, Nate Richard, who played Harvey, Sabrina's boyfriend on the original TGIF, Sabrina's sitcom, um, he came out and he said, yeah, I'm glad to hear Jeffrey was talking about, you know, what it's like for us actors. You know, I was the star of a TV show, too, or the co-star. And now I'm a handyman and a janitor. I'm a jack of all yeah. trades to pay, to pay my bills. The royalty check for Sabrina is not enough to pay the rent. <laughs> People act like just because you were on a hit show, that means you're still a star actor. Right. Have you seen this man on yeah. anything in the past, like, decade or yeah. or longer. Nope. No? Then he got a regular-ass job somewhere. Right. Like, Cole Sprouse had to deal with the same thing. But then the difference was with Cole Sprouse, he came out and said, no, I'm not broke. I still have hella money, but oh, yeah. I'm also in college and think it's smart to have a regular job. And now he now he runs a, or owns a meadery business. Meadery? And it's just... A meadery? What? Like, like a butcher shop? No, no. <laughs> uh, need, need, like, the alcohol. Oh, oh me. M-E-A-D. Oh, okay. M-E-A-D. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, meter? Oh, that sounds kind of saucy. Is that, is that what we call it, butchers now? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah no. I'm not, it's still on some like, hipster shit, though. I know. Like, it's like, it's it's not, not metering. Like, it's not like I craft different meat cuts. Mm. Okay. <laughs> let me, yeah, let me, okay. let me find out Cole's process is making moonshine. choice of people from, so, the 17, so. from the 1500s of medieval times. Oh, me, That's yeah. funny. It's yeah. yeah. just this idea on. that because you were on a hit show that, you know, people have seen before that somehow you, you your bills are paid for life. It's like, no, dude, that's not how this works. That's not how it works. I mean, I mean, the thing is, but I'm and, and that's exactly right. But and everybody doesn't is, have a meadery. Yeah, not everybody. Not everybody. Sure right. Um, <laughs> I like the drink of choice of medieval times. Um, <laughs> but it, but like Billy Billy. the thing is, you don't expect them to be back in your groceries at Trader Joe's. Like eh, which true. I, which personally I feel like I wouldn't I would have not taken a picture. That would have been exactly. something that I was shared. The worst part that would have been the whole story. That that was the worst part of the story that somebody actually took the time to do that. A black woman. Yeah, and then to put it online like that. Like, what's the point? You saw him. That was, okay, cool. You know. 
that's a story you share between you and friends. Right. Like, yeah. like oh, I saw yeah. old boy. And you have that understanding that, number one, that wasn't him in a good light anyway. You know, because yeah. you know that exactly. lives. Because there's no way to spin that into any other kind of story than look where he is now. Or right. look where he's going to. I mean, there's, there's no other spin. Hey, you know, work it at, you know, the grocery store. Like it was a uh, a promotional thing or something. Nah, it's you trying to, I mean, you basically shaming him. Just for putting right. that there. Right. Yeah. It's but hey, mean, now he's going to be with Tyler Perry. So, yeah. I mean, personally, I'd rather buy groceries than be in a Tyler Perry production. But <laughs> Tyler Perry productions are still are, are SAG um, eligible. So, hey, that works for him yeah. so he can get some insurance. Fine. I, why Fine. did I just learn that a house in my neighborhood is rented out to people starring on Tyler Perry shows? <laughs> really? <laughs> I live in like a predominantly white neighborhood, yeah. and then uh, like, I saw this like I saw some black neighbors, and like I, I'm like, oh, okay, we're getting a little color up in here. Right. So then, then one of my nosy neighbors, I, she was out there walking her dog. That's how mm-hmm. you get the information. People who walk in their dogs. That's right. walk uh, <laughs> she was like, yeah, and over that house, they only like let black people who you know from Tyler Perry Productions rent that house. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, one of the one of the houses in my neighborhood in the West End is actually like the house they use for Medea. I don't know which one, and I have no desire to know which one. But I'm sure my mom I'm told sure me that. Will tell you. Can yeah, I found out the other day. It's like a few. It's like a block or two away from us. It's not. It's not that far away. But um. Mm. Uh, Ken, we may know. need for you to set up I, a tripod I will or something. Always hate. Oh, I will. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be over there like, howdy neighbor. Do you need a cup of sugar? You gonna be Mrs. Kravitz? It's <laughs> 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 uh, from Bewitch, the nosy neighbor. Peeking out the window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should have said oh, Pearl wow. Shay. Sipping, sipping <laughs> Pearl Shay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead to the main discussion. Let me put my, my right. on sounds back Is up. Is there Hold a on. button you want to press? I did push the button. It didn't push. Hold on. <laughs> push it harder. There we go. I pushed it. All right, so. What she said. Lord Jesus. She so, we are hey. bringing back the segment that makes us all sad, unfortunately, for today. Um, DC, we got to do better. So, a uh, bunch of DC Comics-related shit happened this week. A lot. And so, I have arranged everything from best to worst. <laughs> so we can discuss it all. First the best. Um, they finally launched Warner Brothers Interactive Launch DC Universe streaming service on mm-hmm. um, most of the devices in America. Okay. Um, it, it actually launched, supposed to have launched yesterday on the 15th on Batman Day, but it actually went live on the 12th or the 13th for reasons that will be discussed later. <laughs> um... But yeah, so you can go up right now. Of course, there's no new original programming right now because the Titan show doesn't debut until October. <laughs> um, but they have a whole bunch of catalog uh, DC comics-related things up there. Batman the Animated Series, Young Justice Seasons 1 and 2, Justice League, Justice League International, uh, Lo- uh, so forth. I watched the uh, original ABC Movie of the Week pilot for Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, back from 1992. I have not seen that in about 20 years. It's still, I still enjoyed it like I did, although I didn't know Terry Hatcher overacts down in that program. I didn't realize it before, but she was a whoa, like 
the back row can see you, sis. My God. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else about it still holds I up. I will not be getting that subscription. Uh, <laughs> um, the most interesting thing I found, I, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the show. We may have, we may not have. So back in 1979, Hanna Barbera Productions made two live fashion TV specials starring the DC characters called Legends of the Superheroes. They aired them in January of 79 over two weeks on NBC. Um, one, they're both one-hour specials. The first one is like this wacky, goofy like challenge between the heroes and the villains. The second one is a comedy roast where the villains all show up and a couple of assorted extra heroes that they made up for the program and roast the superheroes. Among the people roasting the superheroes is a new character made up, they made up called Ghetto Man. Who comes in wearing fringe and, and talking jive? Oh my god! What the fuck? Do I need to leave? <laughs> um, and he, wow. what is this? It's called "Let's the, uh, the Superheroes." It was a TV special from '79, and so and Ghetto Man comes in. It's, it's a brother with an afro, of course, and some fringe on. He's like, "Yeah, Cat Daddy, check me out." Oh, um, no. and uh, and because. Uh, Superman, the movie had just come out and Wonder Woman, Linda Carter was on the air, which is also on the service. Both those are actually on the service. Um, Super- Wonder Woman was replaced by Huntress in the lineup for Justice League and Superman was replaced by Captain Marvel. And there is a running joke that huh. Captain Marvel says Shazam to get his powers and Black people say Kareem to get their powers. Kareem? Kareem. Oh, like Kareem, like, like Kareem, Kareem, like on the show. <laughs> <laughs> to get their powers? <laughs> to get their what powers? does Kareem stand for? I don't know. <laughs> you have to figure out what so, the acronym for Kareem dude, is. Oh, is it like their Shazam? Kareem, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, that's that's what the joke is. It, it didn't make any sense to me at all. I just, I just thought it was funny that they said Kareem. Ed McMahon is the host of the roast. Um, Howard Morris, who's a character actor, comes in playing Dr. Savannah. With a bald with a ball cap wig, you can see the sides coming off of <laughs> and some fake ears. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, some comedian, I forgot his name, but um, comes. I think Jeff Altman comes up, comes in and plays the Weather Wizard. Another guy comes in and plays Sinestro. And when I'm telling you this, they put these people in comic accurate costumes to the best yeah. of their budget. Yeah. And somebody came in playing Simon Grundy and was beating up Epic Man every time he said the word swamp. So yeah, these they have some deep cuts on this on streaming service. The things they found in the Warner Brothers vault that they haven't shown in decades, <laughs> like that. Uh, they have the original 1950s Superman black and white TV show as well, and the 1940s Superman serials. And they also have comics. You can read. I think there's 2,500 individual issues of DC Comics, which means they don't have everything, but it's like a good wide sampler of stuff from like the golden age to now. Um, most part, I think it's fairly cool. Like, um, it's fine. I, I like it better than Boomerang because I do. I like Boomerang. Boomerang has been kind of lax with adding new content or like old new content. And their navigation isn't really, it's really set up for like kids to just turn on and just start watching stuff. I wanted to watch a particular Popeye cartoon. I have to go through a couple of hoops. I don't feel like I should have to go through to get to that on Boomerang. And Boomerang and DC Universe are sort of, they're run by the same department. So hopefully they can bring some of that back over to um, DC Universe, to um, Boomerang. But yeah, it was all, it was a successful launch. 
Um, the thing I found most funny about it is they have a news show on there called DC Daily, which covers DC Comics news in general. And they didn't cover any of the rest of the shit we've got to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> which, of course, they ain't gonna because it's, you know, you don't do that. I know, but I thought it would be funny if they at least had mentioned it. Although I didn't notice they put a Superman toy at the, at the, um, on the set in a prominent place. Oh, wow. Yeah. And of course, they're going to. It's DC Comics. I know, but it, it wasn't there on the last episode. I'll get their free trial for it and then it come out. Yeah, it's, it's like a week free trial. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, it's um, yeah, $7 yeah, a month. It's something I want to watch. Yeah. Young Justice, I'll watch them. Yeah, I'll watch Young Justice and then I'll cancel my, my thing before they bill me. But the problem the is they're not going to drop it. But the problem is they're probably not going to drop all the episodes in one go. No, it's going to be one a week. Oh, it is. Yeah. Then I'll just wait for it to be done. Yeah, so it's gonna be. So it's <laughs> gonna be like, like uh, Hulu. No, it's gonna be like Hulu on Runaways, where they just drop it every week. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think their financing allows for them to drop. Which the whole thing they need once. to get a. They need to get a move on and give me season two for Runaways. They need to hurry up and give us the second season because the first season came out like what a year and a half ago at this point. No, no, no. That year. was this year. That was this year. Oh, really? Yeah, that was this yeah. year in the spring. That was last season, yeah. I felt like I was watching that last year. No. Like pre Christmas. <laughs> no, this, you this were. year. It spring. lasted into, I think it lasted into the spring because. Yeah, it was It was on the same time as the gift it was at one point. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Huh. Okay. All right, well, I'm tripping. I'm sorry. That's all good. All right, next up. Um, you, you, you just miss it so much. It just. <laughs> yeah. 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 Next up, okay. um, as we as we know from a couple of months ago, Diane Nelson, the president of DC Comics, she quit after being on leave for six months. Um, mm-hmm. She probably was asked to quit. You know, it's one of the things. Uh, and now they've replaced her, and actually they have expanded the role. So it's not just president of DC; there's president of a whole new division. Um, the division is code. I mean. It's a new vision of Warner Brothers in general that is called Global Brands and Experiences. Um, and they have hired Pam Lifford, who is the sister of Tina Lifford, who plays Aunt Vi on Queen Sugar, which means that, yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Why is it all these, like, sisters of actresses, black women, <laughs> getting these jobs? <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe they put in a good word for each other because um, Queen Sugar is a Warner Brothers production. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's running that now uh, because she, I guess she got her promotion because they launched a Warner Brothers World over there in Dubai, an indoor theme park, basically. And it's been a success. And so then she got a promotion. So she runs DC Comics. She runs um, Consumer Products, which was her last job. She runs, she runs theme parks for them now. So all that is under her per, uh, her um. Purview. Purview, thank you. And so um, the uh, comments gate people and the racists are probably going to shit have been shitting themselves all week, I'm sure. Um, Because, I mean, to be clear, she is in charge of DC Comics, like toys and comic books. She'll have shit to do with the movies because they could, you know, she can consult like Diane Nelson was doing. Will they listen to her? We shall see. Probably not. Um, But. She is in charge of who gets hired to do stuff on comics, even though... Um, so Jim Lee and Danny Dio report to her now. So maybe we'll see Milestone come back faster than they claimed it was going to, perhaps. Well, I think the problem... With, it wasn't the problem with um, Milestone, more or less, whatchamacallit, um, um, Widow. 
Uh, Dwayne McDuffie? Was that what the problem yeah. was? Yeah, well, I know she has, like, she was like, they were trying to cut, cut like, his, you know, his estate's portion out of the deal or something. Oh, God. I'm going to be doing that. He deserves that money. But his estate, or she deserves that money. The estate deserves that money. That's messed up. But, yeah, so congratulations to um, Pam Lifford. Um, hopefully, they will listen to her and Jim Lee as we talk about the next couple of things because they ain't listening to people who are already over there. Um, next up, um, you guys may recall a, um, a young man named Benjamin Affleck <laughs> has been playing, um, has played Batman in two movies. Well, three. Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and Justice League. Um, as you may also know, Matt Reeves has been writing a new movie called The Batman, a Batman solo film that Ben Affleck was supposedly written and directed, which uh, apparently he did write a script for it. Jeff Johns didn't like it. Jeff Johns had to rewrite it. Ben Affleck didn't like that. They got arguments and fights, and Ben Affleck said, I'll star in it because I have to, but I won't make it. I won't direct it anymore. Um, but now, you may have heard that Mr. Affleck has gone to uh, rehab for alcoholism again for the second time in two years. No, no, no. So he may not be able to play Batman anymore, period, because what happens, of course, is that when you are the star actor of a movie, the insurance policy for the completion of that movie, you know, because all the investors want their money to actually go towards making the movie. So it doesn't get made because somebody is sick, un- um, unable, in ba- um, incapacitated or dead. They have to have insurance over the movie, which drives up how much the movie actually costs to make. They are saying that the cost of insuring Ben Affleck to appear in the next Batman movie would be so high that it is it just makes more financial sense to replace him. Because mm. the, insur- the whole project. Right. Because it used to be that Robert Downey Jr. couldn't get insured to be in movies until they took a chance on him with um, Iron Man after he had been pretty much in like actor like um, limbo for quite some time. So it might be a thing where Ben Affleck might not be able to be in movies for like a year or two or more before like the cost of putting him in movies will come down. But th- I mean, they've been talking about that for so long. I mean, that he he, he might not do it anyways. Right. This just sounds like a, you know... Excuse a, to actually solidify it. Yeah, the perfect <laughs> excuse for them to just submit, sabotage. Because, I mean, just having this will he do it, will, won't he do it, and them just... Just having their projects in limbo for so long, it's like, it's almost, you don't even care anymore. So now, if they say they're going to go in a different direction and bring somebody else in, people get excited about it again. So it's just, let's just use use the license now, you know, make some money off whatever we can. Can I be honest, though? I don't know if that would get me excited. Like... And I know, I know y'all gonna like the rest of the base stars now. They fuck this all the way to fuck up, like all the way, like <laughs> yeah. all, like it's eighty five percent fucked up. The entire DC movie thing, like from the quality of the films to their performance to how Warner Brothers can't seem to control leaks coming out of the studio. Because yeah. you know, every time they say rumor, it's not that they're actually going out and putting out press releases for a lot of this stuff. Some of it they are, like the whole. Spielberg doing Blackhawk thing and the whole Ava DuVernay doing um, New Gods thing, which doesn't really affect the, this Superman-Batman stuff so much because Blackhawk is set during World War II. 
Like I went and read through the history of Blackhawk after that whole thing happened. And I found it intriguing and problematic because they have like a Chinese sidekick named Chop Chop, who's a key oh, yeah. team member. I don't know how they go handle that. Um, and of course, New Guys is on another Earth, and you know they can tease Dark Side or have Dark Side beat, and then maybe Dark Side goes to Earth at the end of the movie. But it, it can be separate for a while at least. But the whole Batman Superman stuff, it's like they have been trying to make Batman v Superman for ten for sixteen years before it finally came out, and then it comes out, and it's it's what we got. Yeah, yeah. and it did it's what it did, awful. and it's just like who. How? Why? Hmm. There's no actor who can play Batman well in our current roster of actors. Honestly, in my opinion, no. Like, that can look like the character, act like the character, and perform the character well. In my opinion, I would say keep Dylan O'Brien in the movie industry for five years, wait till he's like 28, and then he could do it. But all these guys who want to be Batman just don't fit Batman to me. But to be honest, I think Batman, ever since the Christopher Nolan era, Batman has been slowly killing the DC as a whole. Because even the comics are so Batman-obsessed at this point that there's nothing else going on. We have a whole whole era of, of a story arc right now about Batman and other universes taking the superpowers of other superheroes, murdering them. And I'm like, I need DC. And the, the sad part is, none of this comes from a love for the Batman. People think they love Batman. No, they love the Joker, which is why even Batman storylines suck now, because they're all about the Joker. And they really need to stop. And I feel like they need a new hero to push on us so that they will stop with this. And honestly, if they want to keep it connected to Batman, just do Super Sons. Because I just finished reading all of the Super Sun stuff, and it is so, so good. But they don't have any faith whole... in their characters. They don't, outside of like Batman and Superman, and no. maybe Wonder Woman. Hold that thought about Superman. Batman, okay. Wonder Woman, I agree with. Superman, but, but I just feel like, <laughs> well, yeah, I won't go into that. I'm just saying, like, just other characters, they don't feel like they're really that strong because even though they've got separate universes, they still have multiple copies of like the same characters. So now you're going to have, you know, you have uh, Justice League, Cyborg, and then I heard there's going to be a Cyborg in... Doom Patrol on the uh, streaming service. Patrol, yeah, you know, and then, you know, you got two Flashes. Now you're going to have two, two... Well, I won't get a Supergirl, but, you know, uh, just yeah. all these duplicates. It's like, you know, use some other people. You know, I mean, if anything... And, but that's the other red flag. If a TV network is doing your characters better justice than <laughs> you are, then maybe it's time to look at this dark and gritty mindset that you've taken with all your projects. Look at their stuff, which is mostly happy-go-lucky, the way your characters were originally written in the first damn place, and realize you done fucked up. <laughs> and I think they we have, but they, they, they realize it's far too late. They realized that while they were editing Justice League and went out down crazy reshoots that he tried to well, shoot yeah. one in the last second. So re- but then they actually didn't realize it because if they had realized it, we wouldn't be getting the Titans show we're about to get where Robin commits murder. Apparently Jason Todd is already there for some reason. They interact, which again makes no sense because that never happened what, really. What, 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 what they're, they're trying to do like a modernized take on like 
the Marv Wolfman Teen Titans. Well, Ken's Ken was like, that's not really how it is. I haven't read a whole the bunch modern of modern take on Titans. It's already modern. Yeah, what I'm saying is like, and because like what they're trying to do is they're trying to do this really slow drag of turning Robin into Nightwing. We're turning Dick Grayson into Nightwing. Oh, yeah. That's why they're bringing in Jason Todd and stuff like that. Like, like basically Robin's just been fired by Batman. So by the end of season one, he's probably gonna be Nightwing. Right. But see, the thing is, the beauty of why I love Nightwing, and I'm not saying that this is how it happened in the original storyline where his outfit was crazy ridiculous and he looked like a disco performer, but in the version of of Nightwing's origin that I read, it was this beautiful comic where Batman and and Tim Drake Robin go into a facility and they're 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 trying to investigate smugglers or arms dealers of some kind, and it's all. I mean, hopefully they'll cover all that stuff. I, like, I feel like Titans will be not as dark as the first promo will show. Now, there you go. Okay, I'm just not going to move. Hopefully, I'm right. just saying. If images are leaking where everything looks like crap and your fans are really, really mad at you about it, do a 180, change stuff. They're, they have this obsession with, rather than making sure it's a product we, we want, they have this obsession with just putting product, product out. It's like, they even told us, it's like, you should have postponed Justice League, but you didn't because then people would have lost their bonuses. If they would just stop pushing and start curating, it would be better. Right. Like, create your storyline. Don't just push something on us. And pay attention to the modern world. We haven't, we haven't wanted a dark and gritty anything with the exception of Riverdale and Sabrina in forever. Like, there's a reason why Marvel superhero films are not depressing and dark and gritty. And I'm not saying to copy Marvel, because I know that's their competitor, but one thing... It's really not so much copying, so much as just understanding the tone of the world. We right, but uh, I think that's where I think that's where they're failing. Is trying to trying to copy Marvel, like as far as like trying to build this world instead of just like making it seem like it was something that was existing. I mean, we don't need yeah. to over with Superman and, and Batman. I mean, yeah, do a montage or something like you did, you know, for Batman at the beginning, but it shouldn't be a 40-year-old Batman that just hears about Superman or this is right. all of a sudden, you know, like you you can't you don't have to make it seem like they just met. They're like it's not that far. They're across, you know, a bay or something from yeah. each other. It's like, you know, and it, then it just, of course making it look like he's already well making it so one Robin has already died. And Batman can barely move, even though this is only his second movie. Like, what were they thinking? Oh, we're going to start launching universe, and we're going to make Batman old. Yeah, you could just pick up wherever you wanted to, you know, as far as, like, but you would have to, you know, kind of plan it out as far as, like, feeling like, you know, you've got these people that are going to be in these roles for this certain amount of time. I mean, Ben Affleck did all right, but nobody wanted him as Batman either. You know, and like you said, it was a decision that they went with, uh, you know, and it's never really been that. Po- I mean, it's you know something that a lot of people are divided on. I thought he did pretty well. I thought he did fine. Than, I, I thought, yeah, I thought he was better. He was better than expected to me. But with with the material he was given, and then you have characters like that, you got Batman and Superman, and something like that. If it's short of amazing, then you failed. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like there's nothing. It's yeah, it's trash. Like that's the prevailing opinion about the movie. And it's not like the worst thing, you know, it's not like 
I don't know if it's like Fox X Men bad. It's not that bad, but you've got nah. these characters and you've put this much money into it. It should be much better than it is. Right. You know. I did want to say like, that. Um. That. that uh, I want to. I did want to say that John Hamm says that he wants to play Batman. He basically was dry begging on the internet. Dry begging. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> no, he should not play Batman. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, let's get rid of Ben Affleck and let's bring in another white dude who looks like he's got five to ten years, maybe punches and kicks left in him, and put him in a role with a character who does backflips twenty four seven. No, well, stop it. Well, that's why they, why they haven't called because- him. That's that's kind of him begging for the role. And that's and it's it's like when Tyrese was begging to be Green Lantern and nothing. Big like, middle-aged white men aren't superhero. What? Big middle-aged white men, just because you have muscle and like a decent jawline doesn't mean you should play a superhero. He doesn't make a good I don't think he should I mean ten years ago, yeah, he, he would have made a, a great yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's just this way to be thinking about a franchise and then just having to stay in shape for all these years and all this stuff at a certain point. Yeah, you don't want to put those actors in that kind of position because that's what you're going to do. Right. You're going to feel like you're going to be waiting the last, to cut them like the insurance. Okay. You know. Is but I, the three different Spider-Man. Yeah. Now, I Hello? do disagree with you because Sorry. I believe Oscar Isaac would be a good Batman. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I could. I don't think, and, and, and somebody was saying earlier that it was hard to be Batman. I don't really think it's that difficult. It's not that difficult. I think, it's, I think it's just, I mean, Batman is as good as his material. Right. You know, I mean, because you've, you're playing Batman, you're playing Bruce Wayne, and, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're doing both, you know, half the time, and you never have to put that much into either because you're really, because you, you're playing a character at all times. I mean, like you're playing Bruce Wayne, you're acting like you're not Batman. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa. And it's right. just like there's no powers to worry about. It's just the attitude that you have. So it's like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't. You can be surly, you know, and you know that kind of way about you, you know, as far as being Batman. And and you want to put on some sham with being a playboy. Is I don't I don't think it's been that difficult because. There's been some bad ones, but I mean, like George Clooney was an obvious mistake. Uh, like, right. you know, that never sounded good. You know, Christian but, Bale was a mistake, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think he was bad, but I think he was showed up by his co stars. The I voice wasn't his, given his choice. Movies, yeah. All three of those movies shouldn't have been made. Huh? What happened? Should never have been made? My opinion should not have been made. Which ones? I. He said all three of them w- that were directed by what's his name? The guy who's yeah, Chris Nolan. Nolan. Christer, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Nolan, yeah. Christopher all Nolan. of the Nolan Batman films should not have been made because that's what triggered this negative turn that DC is still trying to crawl its way out of of this like thing. Because here's the thing: Batman Begins was okay. Liam Neeson played a gr- played a decent Rachel Ghoul, but Christian Bale sucked. And then Heath Ledger, of course, did his unforgettable performance of Joker, but that's where everything went wrong, is they were like, oh, the Joker's the hottest thing right now because literally an actor died playing him. 
So let's make every game, yeah. let's make every dominant comic book storyline and everything else all about that. Well, I disagree. Course, I disagree. You can't, but you can't put that, you can't say you take you would take away something mm-hmm. like that, you know, to for that particular reason. I mean, I agree that that's where, that's what their downfall is, trying to go so dark. That's what I mean, work for Batman in that universe. Yes. Like, you know, it was a it was a universe where it didn't have uh, superpowers or anything like that. It, you should have just took it for what it was. It was a trilogy, but you move on and you make the best Batman, best Superman movie that you can. You know, I, I, I agree with you. That direction was definitely the wrong wrong way to go with those characters. And I think they just wanted to also separate themselves from Marvel to a degree. But like I said, you, if you always were looking over your shoulder about, you know, what somebody else is doing, because it's so reactionary, you know, somebody can watch something and not like it and they'll just, you know, let's rewrite this or let's try this person. And they've got all this stuff. Everything that you hear from them, it's, it's, the spin is just so negative. And when they feel like they announced something big, it's a joke to most people at this point. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I, I haven't I, heard anything I, from them that like, I got excited about. I agree with you, Royal. Like, and like you were saying, dark, the dark like tone works for Batman because Bar- Batman's a dark character. It yeah. doesn't work for, like to do that across the board for all of their characters, even if they want to separate themselves from Marvel. That, yeah. that is a mistake. Superman should not be a dark character. Superman in Wonder Woman, Superman is supposed to represent the potential of mankind to be better. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman represents yeah. hope. Um, now with the comics, I don't like, I don't see where you were saying like all the comic storylines were based on the Joker. Cause I've been like, I've been reading. Oh. Am I wrong? <laughs> Somebody calling me out? Yeah, they don't, they don't like that. I know they didn't like that at all. Um, but as far as the comics, I've been I've been like reading the comics, Batman comics, religiously for the last few years. I don't, I would not say the comic book storylines are are totally. Well, I think he was saying. I think he was saying his stories were. Which they kind of are. They kind of are, but we haven't had a Batman movie in years. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. And they could have they could have easily done that. They didn't have to do. Batman and Superman. Now, if you wanted to make them and just yeah. time together some way, but it was just too much, too soon. And and you put that much pressure on yourself with those characters. Right. You, know, you could have done that with anybody. You could do a plastic man or something. I mean, do bring somebody, you know what I'm saying? Do some do bust the gold. You know, just you know, just do somebody else. Have some faith in your characters and mm-hmm. you know the storylines because you have so much to choose from. Like I said, they duplicate and stuff. Yeah. Well, you, Booster the Gold. Like, Grand Balance mm-hmm. is supposed to be doing Booster Gold. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Mm. Yeah, man, at all. It's always rumors. That's all you ever get from those rumors. And then like habit. All yeah. these rumors. <laughs> mediocre movies. Yeah. So speaking of mediocre, it's terrible. Speaking of rumors, um, the reason why we're all here today. Uh, <laughs> early Wednesday morning, um, Hollywood Reporter. I'm at work. Hollywood Reporter puts out a goddamn, uh, like a, uh, a push notification. And it said, the first two words I were Henry Cavill, I was like, oh God, he's dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so important that I get a push notification. What's going on? Henry yeah. Cavill out of Superman as DC Universe restructures, is what the notification said. I was like, oh. And so I went to read the article. And I'll be honest. So 
the article is based on reports and rumors, number one. But also, maybe I'm just nosy, but I already knew about all this happening. Like, the issue is that Henry Cavill has a four-picture deal with Warner Brothers to play Superman. He's been in three movies. They want to, if they they wanted to figure out if they were gonna go forward after the whole debacle that was Justice League. Uh, they wanted to, of course, you know, get him into a new contract. Because they didn't want to have him be on, like, just make one more movie on the contract. They were gonna try, actually have, try to put him into the universe. And they were trying to get him to use that one last movie on his old contract to do a cameo in Shazam, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but Henry Cavill, of course, now has been in movies people actually like, like Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so him and his manager, Danny Garcia, um, ex-wife of The Rock, uh, wanted to be paid what he what he's what he feels like he's worth. And Warner Brothers is like basically no. Um, they they to some degree blame everybody involved with Justice League for Justice League, except for the executives who let it happen. Mm-hmm. So they feel like it's too much baggage involved with Henry Cavill's Superman to pay that much money to have him continue to be in them. So they sort of kind of like stopped development of Superman movies. And, and you might have heard before already, before did all this happened, that they were working on a Supergirl movie instead. Which, why? Uh, no, I just, that, that, Don't do it. I, I know. <laughs> Supergirl is, is a success on the, television the right now. The CW is already doing it better than them. Right. They're already doing it better than the anything Super- they'll do right. on that movie. Like, I'm sorry. I don't enjoy the CW shows. I'm just putting that out there. Do you, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan either. Uh, <laughs> every once in a while, I see something I care for, but overall... I mean, I did um, like Flash. I mean, up until... I watched The Flash until, I guess, earlier this year when they took that hiatus. Like, that story was just taking too long to build up to. And I just, it just, when he, I, I don't want to spoil it, whatever. But it was a story. Spoil it. Spoil it. To, I mean, he went to jail. So, I mean, yeah. he went to jail. So, everybody, I mean, that was, like, that's not so much a spoiler. But he went to jail. And it's just like, I don't want to have to deal with this same story that, that nothing ever happens in for an, another couple of weeks. I mean, because it was this guy that he wasn't a villain. But he couldn't prove it, and that was the whole thing that happened for like a month. And it's like it's the Flash, and it's like I, I don't. It, it just wasn't exciting. I mean, it just wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't going anywhere, and that was the most tolerable one to me. You know, I gave it the most amount of time. I mean, I'll admit, even Legends of Tomorrow got a lot better. Yeah, and it wasn't a bad show, but. In the face of a lot of other TV shows on television, I didn't need to watch it. Yeah. It wasn't must-see TV for me. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, you got you stopped caring. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was like, oh, it's on. I guess I, I might watch it if I remember. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I watched the crossovers. I watched the crossovers. Yeah, the crossover was really good. Um, it was the best Justice League movie we never got. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, Flash, I mean, I just kind of flamed out of Flash. Flash just kind of like, eh. Yeah, the uh, season okay. it just it, it got redundant. Um, Arrow, yeah. I never got into Arrow, period, so I don't have a good opinion on that. Fuck the Arrow. Um, Supergirl was just okay, but not great. It just... I don't, oh, she was fucking annoying. Yeah. 
Jesus. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, she's annoying. I mean, let's be honest. I like her. I like her. What I don't like is that they had her dizzy over Monel the whole season. And then part of this season that was passed. Yeah, I, I, that's, I think that's about where I clocked that at. I watched, because I remember the first like crossover thing they had, I watched that. And that made me just kind of go back and watch the show. Because I said, well, let me see what the show is. And I did kind of get into it the first season. I watched the crossover they had, and then the next season, probably. But after that, yeah, I just didn't really care anymore. Like, it just seemed like they didn't know what they wanted to do. Right. Um, With which one? Supergirl. Uh, Did you see season because the storyline with rain and the destroyers and everything was honestly i think their best season yet there was there was of course like a little bit of love for girl the most part they gave a really solid superhero season which i felt this time the last two seasons it felt like pretty blonde girl with superpowers yeah Okay, yeah, that's how I say. I mean, because she was, I think she was good as Kara. You know, she played that part well. Just, um, yeah, Supergirl. That part was, she was, I don't know, kind of cheesy in that part of it. Well, I like, I don't mind the cheese, though. I mean, that's. Yeah, like, not, not overall as far as like the tone. I just mean as far as like her being different than Kara, you know, like making, you know what I'm saying? Like actually playing them differently. Uh, she didn't, she, you know, she didn't seem commanding or, but yeah, this is just, just that different. Um, and again, some of the, the, I guess maybe the right, and I expect a certain amount of cheese on the CW. So, you know, I, I know what I'm in for when I'm watching that. Right. So I, I don't mind that too much, but it just, it, it didn't make, I don't know why I left off. But I'll say the story wasn't, it wasn't something that happened or a cliffhanger to where I was like, I got to know what happened next. And then it was just kind of like out of sight, out of mind after that. Right. If I heard something was good about it, I might go back and check it out. So you're telling me you got better. Uh, season well, season three, or what is it on four? It's, a, it's three. It's um, four stars up next month. Okay, so yeah, yeah. three. Yeah. yeah, so if you tell me three is good, then, then I can go back and check that out. But as well, far yeah. as me just having that, Strong of an interest in following it? Nah, I, I, we are. And, I, and I got tired of all this supporting cast becoming superheroes. <laughs> yes, that got corny. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, let's let's make him have powers and her have powers. Even the guy behind the, co- uh, the computer, ha- uh, the guy behind the um, desk has powers now, and oh, he's wow. a superhero. Oh, but they do. Oh. But it's you know, like, they, did, they did that on Flash too, though. When they cast the characters on Flash, we knew who they were. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they had. I mean, they actually did that. I'm just saying it, that's what it sounded like as far as describing it, as far as how it happens. Yeah, but I mean, it it just seemed like a chain effect across all the shows. Yeah. Everybody's a fucking superhero. Everything's a superhero team. It's kind of like, no, I need supporting characters. I need supporting <laughs> characters who are strong. Yeah, everybody in their just own knows right. who you are. Like, it's not even a secret. Like, you know. Lately, you know, Lois Lane is a badass character in her own right for what she does. Right. And I, you know, I don't need everybody to pick up the, a, a, a sword or a shield or develop a mutation to be a great character. I mean, come on. They even had to give Iris West powers for an episode. Well, I mean, that's, that's like the standard thing they do on TV shows where they, they switch roles for like one episode. I like the episode, <laughs> but, actually. 
Uh, I mean, uh, but by that point, it became overkill, and it's like you've already killed the effect of it. It's no longer a novelty. It's no longer something I'm like I, I'm looking forward to or that's cool. It's more like okay, we're just going to give another character superpowers. I think when you do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm, no, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was done. I was going to say that I think the problem with the show is the. I mean, it's just the season's so long, you know, and it's just it's it's always kind of uneven. There's always so much filler, and that's why I was saying that that storyline just felt like filler. Like yeah, those shows no way this should be this storyline should be this long. Yeah, those shows <laughs> don't adapt well to the 24 episode yeah, format of yeah. broadcast. Like it's a whole like I, okay, I did what was the was with Zoom and, you know, a first, a whole season, you know, and, uh, like, with The Flash. I mean, every character, for one, it was another speedster, and it was, but still, it was entertaining. I mean, what else are you going to do with The Flash anyways, you know, because nobody else could, could hang with him, really, so. Well, I mean, they, uh, they didn't do the robes the way they should have done the robes. That would have been the they, most obvious thing. Yeah, that's true. Too. And now, they, yeah, exactly. now they've lost Wentworth Miller. Yeah, so. I, I wish it would have been something more, like, uh, I, I liked the, the kind of freak of the week kind of storylines that they had. Yeah. Like how, you know, Smallville used to be, for the most part, it's just, like, I think they 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 go off the rails when they start, you know, making yeah. it into these storylines that last so long. Yeah, but speaking of rails, me pivots back on track to talk about Henry, the whole Henry Cavill thing. So, uh, so by Wednesday, by lunchtime Wednesday, Danny Garcia sent out a tweet saying, hold on, everybody, the cape's still in his closet. It's been the statement from Warner Brothers later this afternoon. Basically, what she's saying, it's not us, it's them. Uh, well, I mean, I because I heard one rumor was Warner Brothers just kind of put out that press release just to like uh fuck, fuck with um Danny Garcia and Henry Cavill. Oh, sorry, the, like, the, oh. the leak, the leak, the um, because the, it wasn't a press release, it was leaked rumors, was what it was. Okay, yeah, well, they put that out there. Just to the just to like the this is you just to let them know how cold it is out there. But it's getting real cold out there. They, they basically fucked themselves over it though, because it's like I think guess they thought it was gonna go over the opposite direction, and people wouldn't care. Henry Cavill was quitting or being mm-hmm. or being quit because like it, it it basically everybody was like the fuck, like at, and people like were really most people I say eighty percent people were really upset. Twenty percent people twenty percent of people didn't like Henry Cavill at all as Superman. I think they were blaming the material. I think the problem was the material and not him. Oh, but yeah. like um they were like, just replace him, it's fine. Um, because then one burst put out a, a statement themselves that was dodgy at best, basically saying that, you know, while we have made no decisions on Superman movies, how? Uh, we respect Henry Cavill and that will never change. Basically, so what basically saying is that they're right. Y'all basically have him sit around and do nothing because you don't want to make another Superman movie or you want to go in a quote unquote different direction because you feel like people are so people blame him, which we don't, for how bad those movies were. Which is a lot. Um, that led to, of course, the rumor that broke the rumor, the second part of the rumor that broke the fucking internet. In the deadline article covering this thing, they mentioned that. In passing, they mentioned that Warner Brothers was considering trying to just go in a new radical direction with Superman, which may have included the one idea was that let Michael B. Jordan play the character. Because apparently at Warner Brothers, they really like Michael B. Jordan. Every time they come up with a franchise idea or a reboot, whatever, somebody in the development office suggests him <laughs> for the lead. 
Yeah. And this was no different. That turned into a shit show on the internet, too, because everybody was like, ah! Oh, you can't yeah. have a black Superman. Black folks and white folks was mad. Some black people were like, sure, brace black Superman on. Some black people were like, nah, because he could be saving the white Lois Lane. Lois Lane's still going to be white. Y'all know it. And they yeah. passed around that meme of, of that black Superman saving the white woman. <laughs> I've seen that so many times this last couple of days. Yeah, not, then everybody going to hit you. Yeah. Then the white like, folks from, were like... You get it from both sides. Yeah. yeah. White folks, Superman can't be white because, you see, Kryptonians aren't... They don't have... Dark skin. All the dark skin ones are from Valtho Island on Krypton. They were oh, segregated. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. But let me just say this. Michael B. Jordan plays Superman is a bad fucking idea no matter what. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. Like, if you were to cast a black guy to play Superman, you could do better than Michael B. Jordan. You perf- probably could. I mean, could. people forget Will Smith was thrown out there years ago. Yeah. Will Smith, well, the thing is, was, was, he probably was not the best. Like, you need, Henry Cavill was not that known when he played Superman. Christopher Reeve was not that known when he played Superman. You need somebody who's not really that known. Yeah, so, number rough. one, you can do cost control on how much you got to pay them. And number two, they can stick to that role and be dedicated to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, if they wanted to cast non-white Superman, they... By all means, could, but they need to go out and find somebody who isn't already an A-list actor. Ice T's son. Who? Ice T's son. I'm sorry, Ice Cube's son. No. Yeah, Ice T's son of infant. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, and also people missed that they had discussed that in passing on their road to deciding to make Supergirl another bad idea. But everybody. All the articles I saw said Michael B. Jordan is currently being considered to play Superman. And I'm like, no, goddammit. And the funniest part of all this shit is, did anybody ask Michael B. Jordan? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Like, I was waiting for his response. (laughs) Has he said anything? Has he tweeted all weekend? Let me find out. Hold on. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just, when I saw it, I was just like, I just don't see. Did he say something like "all cakes matter"? (laughs) 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 But yeah, like, and the funniest part is that I mean, I saw analyses, I saw all the comic book media and stuff. They took this thing and they ran with it, talking about all this whole thing, like. It was never that serious. It's yeah. not going to happen. But that just shows you how, how the news news gets passed around, you know, and it's just like, well, it's a good, it's a good, it sounds like a good story. And let me give you my take on it when, I mean, it's never going to happen, but everybody's putting it out there like it is. And that's, you know, that's right. probably 40% of the news that we get every day. They probably put that in the leak to make sure the message got passed around. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was actually what um, Chris from Insanity Check um, said. He felt like it was it was a diversion tactic by Warner Brothers because oh. that way they can hide behind the whole black angle, like hide behind a black person <laughs> with this bad news by Henry Cavill not being Superman anymore. Or they could hedge and just throw out Michael B. Jordan, knowing they ain't gonna go that way in the future, right? You know, and just be like, well. Every at that point, everybody would be like, "Well, well, he's better than that." You know what I'm saying? Like, well, the, all the people that would have been against Michael B. Jordan will would take anything 
over getting him as Superman. Right. So they'll be appeased. So when they cast um, Adam Sandler, which was another meme I saw going around, <laughs> right. uh, they'll be they'll be cool with it. Um, Nicholas Cage is hot now with his. Ah! <laughs> Have you seen the footage? Have y'all seen the footage of Nicholas Cage being fitted for the Superman outfit? Yeah, unfortunately, I've seen that. yeah. My lord, I hate that you brought it back up. And the funny thing is, like, the worst part of it was the wig they put on him. Oh yeah, that wig was god awful. Yeah, I don't care if, if there ever was an incarnation of Superman with hair like that. We didn't My wig. Even on. his hair didn't like that in the comic book. It's like, who styled that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's awful. He looked a mess. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Why was you, you were, what made you go in that direction with Nicolas Cage with that? Oh, no, just, just so funny. Like, Nicolas Cage, of all the white actors you could go Of all the white men. You could find. You, you stumbled on Nicolas Cage. On oh, Nicolas Cage. Wow. You're not going to tell me he gave the best audition. No. You're not going to tell me that one. Who was making... Wasn't Kevin Smith making that? He was at one point, yeah. Yeah, and then they, then, they, then one of the... One of the, um, one of the producers... He wrote the script. He wrote the script, yeah, the producers. One of the producers wanted all kinds of bullshit. Giant evil spider. <laughs> Which ended up in Wild Wild West. Yes, it did. Same producer, John Peters. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so at the end of the day, Wednesday, Henry Cavill uh, posted a very cryptic-ass Instagram post with the caption, today was exciting. It's him as um, the Blue Danube from a commercial I remember back in the day with dogs and cats um, hitting the um, high notes. Do-do-do-do-do. Roof, roof. Meow, meow. Is, one, is that. Uh, as he lifts up a Superman toy that has a Black Panther sticker on it. I don't know how people caught that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, did, I saw the video and didn't catch the little Panther thing. I didn't like, know. I looked at it three times like, that is a sticker of Black Panther. That is T'Challa. That's funny. <laughs> he, was making a, he was making a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, oh, he's shit. like, you know what? He seems like, I've seen you, Warner Brothers. You really going to put um, a nigga as Superman? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I was saying. Like they, yeah, they'll take they'll take anybody over a nigga being Superman. Yeah, because like we 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 know what we know what the deal is, <laughs> right? I mean, I think we should have the Rock will be Superman first. Oh, nigga, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They gotta go beige before they go. Home. Yeah. The transition, you have to make sure it's yeah. yeah, it's like a it's like a hairstyle. It's an ombre, not a not a damn eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about this whole thing is, is that they should have just come they should just come out and say, I mean, they basically did. We don't want to make any more of these Superman movies anymore. We Oh yeah. Because the thing with Warner Brothers is this, and I've I if I said this on the show, I don't know if I said this on the show or not, but Warner Brothers hates Superman. Which is how you know, like, I know, I know everybody says, you know, DC sucks, DC. If DC actually had the power, like DC Comics, the people, like, who've been there, like, the organization that's been there since 1935 actually had the power, this shit wouldn't be happening. At least this part of shit wouldn't be happening. Maybe we just wouldn't be good, like, they have, but the Superman shit wouldn't be happening because DC loves Superman. Warner Brothers loves Batman. That's where the conflict comes in. Yeah. Warner Brothers has been developing Superman movies for the last... 25 years since I was a little boy. They have made two and a half of them. I'm counting BVS as a fool and Justice League as a half. Okay. Oh, well, 
four, well, three and a half because Superman Returns, which the more you, the, the less said about that. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 They, they, there's never beautiful been... Beautiful score, beautiful score. Beautiful score. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful special effects. Brent, Brandon nice. Roth, nice guy. I heard it doesn't show... It, they, I haven't watched it again. I probably won't. I heard they don't stand up. It doesn't have a plot. Oh, it, I have. And the, the plot doesn't even stand up. There's I no mean, plot. That movie yeah, has no plot. Yeah. And <laughs> the ending is just like, okay, that was it, you know. But it, And then to introduce uh, a little baby and to make it seem like... The, the dumbest part was trying to tie it to a movie from like... 1980. Before, you know, yeah, like 20-something years before. And be like, okay, he's been gone for five years now, and this is where we are right now. Like, why not just make another Superman movie? That you know? that was what the debate was. They asked you were going to make Death of Superman first, and then that fell through, and so they decided to make Superman Returns instead. The whole idea, of people like somebody at the studio felt like people only recognize Christopher Reeve, so Christopher Reeve has to be. That essence has to be in this movie somehow, like a doppelganger, and do the yeah. same score, the same setup, basically have it be a sequel. Mm-hmm. It didn't do what they thought it was going to do, and so they put it on ice again. And then, like, you know, because Brandon Roth went through this Henry Cavill shit. They yeah. had him strung out for years saying, oh, we're going to do Superman Returns Part 2. Never did it. Yeah. After I saw it, I knew it wasn't happening. You could have told me anything. <laughs> <laughs> they are not making a sequel to this movie. Yeah, now he's the Adam, of course, on Legends of Tomorrow, so he has a check. Um, but yeah, because the thing about it is this. We have to look at Warner Bros. where we look at Fox and Sony and shit. Is these big, old-fashioned studios that have been mm-hmm. doing making movies for centuries now, or at least for a century, that they don't know how to pivot with this whole superhero revolution thing. Even though Warner yeah. Bros. has owned DC for as long as we have all been alive, they don't, They really didn't pay much attention, and they don't know what to do with that stuff. They're making the same mistakes that Fox made, the same mistakes that Sony made. They're making yeah. the exact, yeah. the, made yeah. the exact same way. Because it's just, because it's just money, right? You know what I'm saying it's just, it's just all about money. Like a lot, you know, like the studios just being petty and putting out projects so Marvel, you know, couldn't get their hands back on them. Right, that kind of venom on for so long. Yeah, so it's just a waste of you know, just just putting something out there just because you had to, and looking at it more as a commodity. Like, I'm not going to lend this name out or I'm not going to do this with the character because whatever I do, I have to make the most money I can possible. If I feel like anything's not going to go the right way, I'm going to change it and change it until I can't. And then I'm just going to throw something out there at some point. And that's that's how it feels. Like you said, they don't care about the characters. It's not like they have a plan. Like, there's there's no plan. You never know what's going to happen. Do you expect a Flash movie? I don't. No, like they are three, four, I think four weeks now late because like they were supposed to have finished the script and they're supposed to be sending out like casting breakdowns to agents so they can start the casting process for all the other parts they don't already have. I don't think that's happening because they're supposed to start yeah. shooting in Atlanta next, next, um, in January. Yeah. I don't think it's happening. I really don't. And I feel yeah. bad because it's like, Ezra, they had Ezra Miller strung out there and Kersey Clemens was strung out there. She, yeah. they asked her. Oh, yeah. She ain't know when they was going to start making it. Yeah. Like, the only ones of these that actually has been fairly smooth, I guess Suicide Squad came together fairly smoothly, even though it wasn't the end product was. Uh, yeah. But you, but you had Will Smith tied to it. And you right. Had, um, Margot Robbie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman seemed after the whole beat. I mean, granted, it was like a year before you ever saw 
her actually playing Wonder Woman in BVS. But then, like, her movies seem to have gone fairly smoothly, more or less, even though it was a development for, like, as long as I've been alive as well. Like, <laughs> they've been trying to make Wonder Woman for, like, years and oh, years. Yeah. And it's like, how hard is it? It's yeah, not that difficult. Exactly. It's Superman meets 300 with women. Exactly. How hard is that? Same yeah. thing with Shazam. Big me Superman. They've been trying to make that movie oh, for years. Yeah. I've read two different screenplays that, that got unproduced for Shazam. And yeah. so now, I guess, third time is the charm. I don't know um, how that's going to turn out. I hope it is good. I know they're do, they're sticking very, very close to the 52 stuff. I've liked every, pretty much everything I've seen so far. They're adjusting the, the colors and the costume. Those was not super bright. Now it's going to be like, yeah. like darker stuff. Right? It's little, better for everybody little, else. Little not muted. Yeah, it's better for everybody else. Not for you, perhaps, but hey, they had to sell this to everybody else. You know, I'm showing up regardless, I'm sure. Um, I think it makes the suit look kind of cheesy, though, like, because he's got that, it just looks kind of padded. Oh, me, it's definitely padded. Yeah, um, but I'm saying that the, making it so bright, I think, kind of draws oh, to Oh, okay. Yeah, the direct director's um, David Samber basically said that it wasn't supposed to be that bright. It was the, it was that it didn't photograph properly in daylight, but but the yeah. studio got a hold of the, of the photos and put them out before he got a chance to like adjust the the color yeah. he wanted it to be. Yeah. So now they're now the weird stuff is coming out is being adjusted. I'm wondering how for the marketing of that. I'm wondering how long we're going to take before we they start introducing us to the rest of the kids, because the whole reason I'm here is for the family, and they're in the trailer for like. Three seconds. Besides Freddie. <laughs> but they don't seem like they give a, a lot of information about their movies anyway. So right. I, you just kind of get a little bit at a time. That's why it's so hard to believe when they actually do things. Like, I mean, when I saw like Aquaman was coming out this year, I was like, really? They're actually making that this year? Like, you know, and then even with Shazam, it took me a while. Like, I heard it. I was like, yeah, sure, you're going to make Shazam. You know, but I didn't believe it until, like, they just got so far with it. You know, you start seeing, uh, once it's, what is it, Zachary? Like, Zachary Levi. Levi, yeah. Once, you know, I, I kind of thought, okay, so they got him, and they got a date to it. So I, I kind of, you know, it wasn't that hard to believe. It was just all the time leading up to it. Yeah. And even when they have stuff, it just doesn't seem like they give you a lot. You might get a trailer. Uh, you don't get much teaser. There's not much lead up to it. It's just, it just kind of drops, you know? Yeah, it's not, like, Marvel's done a lot better of a job of, like, the whole, like, the whole lead up to all their stuff, like the teases, everything, in their individual yeah. movies. Each movie is good, so they can build on top of each other. Yeah, it's not just an announcement. It's like a campaign. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of goes through a lot of times leading up to it. In the era of diversity that we are in, thank goodness, if I had a movie... Where I had um, um, little girls and little girls of color and little boys of color who are all superheroes, I'd be marketing the fuck out of that. I wouldn't have made a trailer where it's only the white people. Yeah, I would oh, say yeah. that. Yeah, look, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they basically made it look like big with superpowers, which is what it is. But it's not just I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, it's it's but it looked almost you know identical yeah. to him with his little white buddy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's so. it's more this kind of is that, but it's also essentially the Goonies with superpowers as well, because it's yeah. it's a yeah. team yeah, family yeah. thing. I get yeah, that. yeah, yeah. All, I know what you're saying. Like they're not showing. I'm saying that's what the the, the trailer was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll see what they do with that, and then of course Wonder Woman is untouchable. Basically, like you know, 
Patty Jenkins and they're gonna basically do like a victory lap around the whole shit. Like, hi y'all. We got two hundred million dollars to do what we yeah, want to do with it. That's all I'm thinking about now is how they can what, how they're gonna tie in what they've been doing with that. They don't even have to because their movies are all set in the goddamn past. They that's, they can just keep doing that shit. <laughs> They can oh, do yeah. Wonder Woman 1986, 1992, 1972, 1975. Oh, yeah. yeah. Play the theme song yeah. for the old show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah, it's a strong enough character. Yeah. Know, but yeah, the whole, like, so the Superman stuff, like, and if you look at how Warner Bros. handled the movie side of Superman, it, it comes obvious that they don't like the character because the whole thing with Superman Returns is like, you know, they stuck so close to what worked before without being too scared to do anything different with, or just do what the modern comics had done, which is make Superman, or what the Lois Clark TV show did, make Superman a modern character, a guy, a regular guy with feelings beyond, I have to save everybody. Who oh my God, what feels. a crazy idea. Like, like <laughs> Dean came at, it might be a complete bullshit in 2018, but he was, as an actor, him, and then Deborah Joe Levine as a showrunner, they made a goddamn good re- reboot of Superman back in the 90s. Like, they used what uh, John Byrne had done in the comics, and they extrapolated that to where you made a show where Superman wasn't boring. Yeah. Like, he yeah. had a and personality. They, and, and they, like, focused, they focused too much on the minutia, like, him not being able to stifle out hearing. You made it, like, a little... Like, you didn't even want to be Superman. You know right. what I'm saying? People always wanted to be Superman. Think it was cool. You were a little kid. You got superpowers. You can race the train and throw a super a kick a football five miles or something you know you wanted to do that but you had him crying in a room because he was weirdo like superman i can't tune it all out yeah like come on superman was the weird kid bro he let his father die oh yeah oh yeah yeah that was just like i was over it yeah it's never like that's that's indefensible like i i mean i'm a you know it's like you know you can move so fast that yeah, in the blink of an eye, nobody would have seen you save him. If that was the thing that you guys were so concerned about, like, don't come any closer, Clark, because people will see, you know, you're, you know, you're super yeah. whatever, and they'll realize yeah. it's you, and then they'll, then you can't hide anymore. Dude, he can go there and back in the blink of an eye. People yeah. would have just thought that they were seeing things. Right. He could have just took him home. Yeah, they could have just bounced. Shit. Like, shit, shit. shit. you could have, you could have, gone to him and instead of going back to where your mother was, you could have yeah. gone to him and just exactly. kept going. Exactly. Past the hurricane, the tornado, whatever, the shit. Exactly. Oh, shit, you could have... Because you don't have to explain why he's next to you now and he was just it's over just there. Like, it's like, oh, you I think, I you think people care die. about that shit? Like, yeah. people... People are watching a twister destroy shit. They're concerned oh, yeah. about other stuff. They're not... Right. They're yeah. really not checking for you. Right. <laughs> And none of that made sense. I, and I think that one, like, I don't know if that was David Goyer came up with that scene or... They, that Have a heart out. attack like Glenn Ford and call it a day. I mean, yeah. I, I, I hate to say it, that was total character assassination in order to just, like, to make um, Papa Zor, uh, uh, Jor-El look better. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, especially those of us who grew up with the TV show, we like Jonathan Kent. You know, yeah. I know, like... I know with Glenn Ford, when he played in the, in the 78 movie, he dies with the heart attack immediately. Um, yeah. like, oh, no. You know? <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> you know, just, it was it was a mess. Like, the whole thing, like, and I remember 
reading, wasn't as dramatic. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't as dramatic. I remember reading back in the day after Man of Steel came out where people in Warner Brothers were begging Christopher Nolan and Zach, and or Zack Snyder, please be our Kevin Feige. Run this universe for us. Nobody actually at the studio already wanted to actually do it. So they gave Zack Snyder a person who, to his own credit, does not like superheroes, the traditional takes. He likes all the dark, crazy Frank Miller stuff. And they let him run rampant and do, and me and Royal argue about this on the internet already, like basically a light (laughs) adaptation of Injustice through BVS. Yeah. And As is, I have to say this, I think Injustice is an abomination on the DC yeah. Comics lore. I mean, it probably is. I mean, it just made me think of that. But like, just all the things. It was like, all the things that were wrong with it would have fit right into, like, Injustice. So I'm like, if you were going to try to do something like that, right. do something that ambitious, you might as well go all the way out. And, and call it Injustice. Yeah. Or call, and call it something else, you know. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, or, or like, no, no, you're right. Call it injustice. Yeah. yeah. I remember right. when it came That's out, people were talking about injustice. It's like injustice, injustice. I was like, what is injustice? And I, because I, I don't have a video game system in my house. I don't yeah. know. I'm weird. And yeah. so I went and looked it up and I was like, this is a game? Superman's evil? Yeah. But I just knew it as a game. And then I think I got like a free comic or something. I, I thought that was a run. Out. I thought that was a run in the comics at some point. It was a game first yeah, and they right. made a comic book based on the game. Oh. Yeah, and see that. Yeah, I didn't realize that because I, at some point I was like, okay, I got like a promo copy or something, and I mean, I read it and it was okay. I mean, I took it for what it was, just like any other storyline out of all these different universes and all these different things. It's a different take on Superman. Yeah, and it's just alternate been, alternate reality Superman. Yeah, and people kind of have been asking for that because a lot of people that don't like him just think that he's just you know just. So basic and plain. Which is not. Yeah, he's boring. And I know that you can do different. I mean, you know, that take, you know, good takes on him. And there are good takes on him. But I'm just saying that, you know, as far as something like that, it would have been, uh, it would have been something where I felt like they really took a chance on something and they really wanted to try to make something good and, and, and do something different. That they didn't just have to ape you know, the uh, Christopher Reeve movies. Right. And I, I would be okay. I would have I would have been okay with it. If you told me they were going to do it now, I'd been like, nah. I'm just saying like, but what we've gotten, I feel like, you know, you could have done that and it probably would have fared better because people will expect that. Right, because they know? knew what they were getting. They didn't go into yeah. the theater like I did playing 18 yeah. Yeah. goddamn dollars for yeah, IMAX 3D. Yeah, it's got a finite ending. Yeah, you know we're going to do this. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Never again. And then we're going to reboot to Superboy five years down the line or something. Right. You know, like, you know, if, if you had a plan like that, like, they have, they, and that's what I'm saying, they don't need to build this universe out. Just make good movies with your characters and let that solve itself. Yeah. If you need to connect them, you can, but it just looks desperate to try to bring all these characters together and make a Justice League movie in three total films. Yeah. Three, I, four, four, I mean... Three, I mean, three. I, Abessio's three, yeah, more or less. Yeah, 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 I agree. And I think that's what they're doing now. Like, uh, even though I think... Well, as far as I understand, Walter Hamada, who's DC's president of DC-based film production, because they don't actually have a studio like Warner Brothers, like, like Marvel does. Marvel Studios is a very interesting uh, thing. I mean, it's, it was a startup. Yeah. That they spun out of the main company, got financed through Bank of America and stuff, and they basically built a new way to make movies. 
Yeah. Outside oh, yeah. the studio system, which is why why all the studios hate them. Because they're so <laughs> successful with a new concept, basically. And yeah. the Warner Brothers doesn't have anything like that. Walter Hamada doesn't seem to have green lights ability. His job seems to be just making the movies get made. Making, you know, if you if they say we're making a Joker solo movie where he is rated R and he's a comedian in the eighties and shit. It's like, well, I'll try to make the best version of that that I can. <laughs> yeah. So that seems to be what's going on. Cause like, but what they did say is that they're trying to focus on just doing like, like, like individual, like siloed franchises, which would be better for them. You know? Yeah. But, I, yeah, exactly. That's what they, that's what they should do. I, I think that's easier than trying to justify all of everything else. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been in closing of this segment. Um, a lot of the people, because DC Cinematic on Reddit, like, you'd have thought Mahalia Jackson was in there singing for the last four <laughs> days. Trouble of the world. There's like the weeping and the wailing that was going on. And they especially okay. were angry at this. So the only reason a lot of them were interested in Shazam in the first place because people expected it to be a Superman cameo because the whole joke about the lawsuit from the 40s and shit, and they're just basically the same character as far as the court of law is concerned. All that kind of stuff. So the joke, Superman, Shazam, ha ha, same character. Um, yeah. So there was a whole thing about a cameo. People even thought worked up to where the rumor was that it was going to be like Superman was going to be a supporting character in the movie. Uh, you know, have like a big part in dialogue and action season shit. No, that was never what was planned, y'all. Y'all know what they had planned. And even I think this is this is underwhelming to me. This isn't what I would have done at all. They were going to have Billy Batson meet Clark Kent on the street. And Billy was going to be like, I've got my eye on you. I'll be keeping an eye on you and walk off. How would he, why would he even say that if he doesn't know who that is? I guess he knows who Clark Kent is. I don't, I don't know. How would he even know who Clark Kent is? I don't know. Oh, he would run into Clark Kent. Yeah, he would run into Clark Kent, not into Superman. And he would just say, I've got my eye on you, even though he doesn't know that Clark Kent turns into Superman? It would no, only he... be bad if Superman said, you better close me, little bitch. <laughs> 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 so my thing is like how it would have made more sense to me it's just as a camp like a one-shot cameo of superman like fly by something like that like something really quick and simple you can do where he's actually in a superman outfit i don't want to see clark Kent and billy batson meet yeah, that's unless fine. unless billy batson gets his job at the radio station and clark Kent is his like his um adult uh mentor, mentor. or whatever like that and he walks in that would be a better idea than that it would be cool if they had, like, if he just looked up above and there's Superman maybe, you know, fighting something in the air and then they zoom in and you see Cavill, you know, and you just, and then you zoom back to Billy and he's just like, uh, yeah. you know. It could be a pre, it inspired. could be pre, pre Shazam, transform, pre Shazam yeah. transformation. Yeah. Like he Something sees, like he sees a heroic head. moment happen. I, I would have yes. wanted to be in the body of the picture. It had to be a, Post credits. I don't want them to interrupt Ashley telling like the Shazam story. To is Ashley. Billy at all inspired by Superman? Freddie is. So it's Freddie who is. Okay, yeah. so you're right. So then put that into the main film. How did the end? Because they got all them toys. Ooh. Well, yeah, it didn't necessarily have to be before. All them toys. Oh my god. So I, I grow. I'm sure you saw like the trailer stuff. So Freddie Freeman is a superhero nut in the um, Shazam movie where he has all this memorabilia collecting stuff from Man of Steel and BVS. Oh. Specific, like, newspaper articles, books on Superman, okay. toys and stuff. A bullet recovered from the scene. Yeah, like... Oh, that was okay from yeah. Orphanage, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oof. 
Mm. <laughs> How much of that's going to be in the final edit? <laughs> I would leave it. Just leave it. Because I, was, I don't need to have a choice. They have to it's, not like as, it's not as if it's going to go anywhere. Right. Just leave it. There's no There's no reason to take it out. Just leave it in the film. Um, if, if they were still going to do a Superman cameo, I would put it at the end too. Just... Just it's just how they do it has to be. And no, the whole young um, meeting yeah. old, yeah. older adult. No, the that's that's weird. They don't need to meet you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I say. He could just spot them in a distance or something, or catch a news story. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, in the interview on the news yeah. from Lois Lane. You know, I'm more concerned like, about the quality of this movie, so I'm just gonna wait yeah, and just yeah. like. My biggest concern with Shazam is how much money do they have for special effects because it feels like because Wonder Woman the yeah. biggest problem the minimal problem with Wonder Woman is that they did not have enough money to make that movie and they gave them one hundred and thirty five million dollars they needed two hundred because that air when Steve Trevor flew in that goddamn airplane I'm still mad about that shit. <laughs> I still don't know what you're talking about. Like, at, at the very beginning, the airplane. No, I know the this scene. I know this scene. I still don't see what you are talking about. He's flying a cartoon airplane, Ali. Nothing about the plane. <laughs> was I just sleepy in the theater? I don't know. But that didn't look weird to me at all. I may have to watch this again. You have to watch the case. He's flying a cartoon airplane. Because it doesn't... <laughs> it looks like a very basic-looking airplane. Like, there's nothing... It, it like Roger Rabbit somehow got like, it, the special effects were just were bad for the most part. It was like the same airplane from Doctor William Marston in the Wonder Woman. Yeah, that one was worse. <laughs> but at least that one, like, it was in the background someplace. Because mm-hmm. whoo, that one was like, oh yeah, I didn't have no money at all for special effects for this movie. This, you know, this indie movie. Man, I don't know. Yeah. They made they made um, the island look amazing. Yeah, it I, mean, I mean, absolutely beautiful. You know, it's the thing they hired different studios to do different shots. And sometimes the shit don't come in all the way. Like like Black Panther, like the fight between Killmonger and T'Challa. Ugh. You can tell that's where the budget got. Like they, they were coming towards the end of the... Um, and, the, of the and all the rhinos. Yeah. I, I actually like the rhinos. The rhinos had a problem. I had a problem with... They didn't um, have a rhino budget for Infinity War, though. <laughs> they sure didn't. They, nah. They, was just, they just had these, you know, spears and whatever else they had. They didn't right. have none of that cool tech. Where is, where is the... The planes that just hover around that they had, you know what I'm saying? Like this, I don't. I was expecting more because I thought that. this was. I thought this was. I thought this was Wakanda, and I could have yeah. sworn it's I saw Wakanda. in the actual movie. It's, do- it's Dollar there was General. A lot of Wakanda. shit. There was a, there was a lot of <laughs> shit going on, and I don't <laughs> care. Shuri was just making stuff, just bands that right. just blew stuff back, like the Shocker. I mean, yeah. she was just, they should have an arsenal. Yeah, because something like that. I have to make sure the Shazam. The Shazam eh, I have to make sure the Shazam movie has enough money to get, um, render Tiger fur properly. No, don't do it. <laughs> so Ali and I have a running the bet. Dead go- people. No, Ali and I have a running bet going whether <sighs> as to whether or not Talking Tony, the Talking Tiger, and Billy Batson's best friend will oh. show up in the movie. He says no. I say yes. Look at Billy Batson in the movie in the trailer that they just. Does this kid look like right now he's going to have a talking tiger as his best friend? Well, no. <laughs> do you see do you see how do you see how cynical that that kid is in the trailer? Do you see how cynical he is <laughs> in the trailer? But he's got the tiger on his class on his Yeah, on his but that's, yeah, I think that's a little a lot to process. You're Shazam and you have a talking tiger. Like that, that's, that's just what I'm saying. At one like, time. What do you like know? No. Yeah. 
that kid needs to that kid needs to get humble a little bit and then he needs to be more open to yeah. to just weird shit and like um and just a little bit of the the campiness of being yeah. a superhero he needs to get yeah. a little bit open to that and then you introduce the talking tiger so that way okay. he doesn't yeah, start that's... cussing it out when it shows up <laughs> because right now if if yeah. if you introduce that kid to a talking tiger he's oh, going yeah. to he's going to cuss it out yeah. the yeah. fuck why are you talking? <laughs> like, yeah, he's gonna, he's yeah, gonna, he's never gonna, see, he'll never see it again. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna scream, "Stranger danger, stranger danger!" And it's gonna, and, and then for the next thing you know, you got talking to um, Tony in the back of a, a squad car. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I should show you some double comments. This happened before. Well, I mean, like whenever he forgets his three-piece suit, and people think he's a regular tiger, they they scream and they get him arrested. Uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully it'll be there. But yeah, so that's oh, for the Say Something Nice Challenge this week. Um, it's easy. Uh, you're a DC fan. But pretend you're a DC fan. Pretend that you maybe perhaps you encountered these comics at a young age and you thought Superman, Batman, Shazam, Wonder Woman, they're awesome characters. I want to be like them when I grow up. And you got hooked on it and now you're grown. The movies suck and you're you're in a, in a certain place every time they do like a fuck up, which is very often. How do you stay sane? That's easy. So you right, just... let me call everybody one one at a time. Let me start with Ken. Why you gotta start with me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go. <laughs> yeah, you hope for the best, and you take um, and you take um, I don't know. You take joy in the fact that the comics are actually good right now. Okay. okay, that's a good point. Um, Royal? Ooh. Um, how do I stay sane with it? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the same. I don't I don't get my hopes up, like I said earlier. I don't generally think they're going to follow through with anything. So it's just like whatever until I can actually see something and have an opinion on it. So it's mostly out of sight, out of mind at this point. Right. Don't believe in the in shit until the shit happens. No, I, no, and I like, and I, I keep up with the other things, you know. Like you said, the comics are good. I've been um, trying to read more of them lately. And because I was always a big Superman fan, like just the, the, the character itself, but I wasn't, I was more of a Marvel character, but Superman is like my favorite character. But I didn't read a lot of Superman comic books. I mean, those were probably some of the first comic books I got. And I had Super Friends and all that stuff on TV and uh-huh. knew of him. So, uh, so I had that, but my expectations have never been that strong and, and they're not doing anything for me right now for me to even really get excited or to get pissed off about it right. because, you know, I just expect them to screw it up. Right. Ali? You watch the reruns of the animated stuff. <laughs> <laughs> As for me, mine's sort of kind of, I mean, I have long boxes full of old comics to sort of kind of, you know, yeah. I can remember. <laughs> the funny thing is, those long boxes of comics, many of them are written by the guy who's screwing up the films. Which one? Goyer? Johns. Oh, Johns. Before, so, so Jeff Johns. So, is, I've read a lot of rumored stuff about the behind-the-scenes drama behind some of these movies, but basically, mostly about him after BVS came out trying to jump onto every production and rewrite the stuff as it was being shot. And that basically why all these things went awry. 
No, I know. I remember, Ken, like, la- like last time we talked about this stuff, you said you don't trust Jeff Johns anymore. I'm sort of kind of feeling like you. I mean, I think he just wants, like, I didn't realize he wrote the Green Lantern movie. Well, him and Michael Green wrote the Green Lantern movie. And they took it from them and had it rewritten. Okay. So, but I mean, his name is still on it, but he didn't write the version they shot. Okay. Nobody is, and, and nobody's trying to advertise their involvement. Right. Okay. Nobody's like from the makers of Green Lantern. Right. That mess. <laughs> I still remember that damn race car he created to say to save. Um, oh yeah. Um, the, um, the, the helicopter. Stop the helicopter. Yeah. Just it, the, the animation. Just ugh. the cloud. Oh, yeah. Parallax is a cloud. Okay. I'm, I'm getting flashbacks, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just maybe the movies just won't be good as outside of Wonder Woman. Maybe a couple, a straight one here and there, but that doesn't mean that the characters suck. Like you know, no, so you know, you still have the comedy, you still have the old shows, you still have the old cartoons and stuff. You know, stick with those, and then maybe one day they'll figure out what the fuck to do. They'll stop. And people love the animation, dude. Yeah, mean- yeah. The animation, the animated stuff is great. So I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just gonna you know wait for Young Justice, yeah. you know laugh yeah. at laugh at everybody who's who's irate at Aquaman when it comes out, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, um, Aquaman comes out the same goddamn day as like everything this year, like Bumblebee, Spider Man, Into the Spider Verse, Mary Poppins, Rose. all this shit comes out within like two days of each other, the week before Christmas, and nobody's moving. Yeah, I don't. I, I wanna- Warner Brothers gonna play bitch. They gonna move. They they have to like so people. It's a, so it's uh, a game of chicken. People severely underestimate how much money that guy that Mary Poppins is gonna make with Lin Manuel Miranda singing and dancing in new songs. He is so gung ho about that. He really thinks he's gonna do this. But we'll see. <laughs> do you? Hey, tickets for Hamilton are eight hundred dollars to see like the road show. Okay. And he's not in. <laughs> <laughs> this is Aquaman. We'll see. Comes out that day. Yeah, versus Aquaman. It's okay. Jason Momoa. Alrighty. He's Aquaman. Mind you, Aquaman in the comments is an awesome character, but most people think of Aquaman, they think of um he talks to fish and he can't do anything else. You're gonna be on this podcast screaming um heathens at the fans, the the fans who claim to be um for here for Mary Poppins, but didn't show up. <laughs> that's what that's what's gonna happen. Okay. Right. Just saying. the only one here for Mary Poppins. Y'all act like y'all ain't gonna see that Mary Poppins movie. That's your, right, that's your mamas and your your aunties and your grandmamas ain't gonna go see that shit. Dude, they did you the state? My like, mom this, likes action films. Listen, <laughs> the state that America is in, we no, we not trying to get. You know, no, Mary Poppins is not what people are looking so for. What's as gonna, escape. Mary Poppins ain't what popping in the street. It's really not. <laughs> it's not what people are looking for for an escape. <laughs> like, no, we need some. We need hardcore, like visual sort of stimuli to like get us get so us to shake I us mean, off of Aquaman is almost kind of counter programming for most like uh you know holiday fair to be honest though. Because like it, you, you like during the holidays you usually want a family friendly film that everybody can gather around and see together or like Mary Poppins. Yeah like Mary Poppins. <laughs> 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 Mary you gonna go see Mary Mary <laughs> Because even though it's not a holiday film, it's it's almost gonna feel like one, right? You know, so yeah, I can 
mean. I can see. I can see that they should have did an off season. You know, kind of like. A, you know, an off time, a dead month. Like, this is going to get Aquaman in January. Oh, God, that's the death now. Yeah, Aquaman, it, it, there's no place they can move it. Creed 2 comes out of Thanksgiving. I don't know what February? they have planned in October. What's it comes out in February? Uh, At Warner Brothers? Yeah. Let's look. I'm definitely not looking forward to... Uh, Venom, I'm almost disappointed it's finally gonna see, come out. Like, see, I just... that's how you know it's gonna suck because nobody's <laughs> brought it up yet. What yeah. Venom? Oh, uh, it's a month away, and I'm just like, that's coming. It's rated PG 13 officially, and some people are mad at that because they feel like Venom to work should be rated R. You got him saying corny ass jokes in this trailer about how he's gonna have someone's head rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. <sighs> Wow. I don't think he said turd, but we all heard turd. In a British accent. Like, British, if, if someone's, if a British person's going to talk about poo, they're going to say shite. <laughs> okay? There's no, there's, like no, shite. there's no turd rolling down the street in Britain. Lego Movie Part 2 <laughs> comes out February the 8th, 2019. That's that's going to be hella lit right there. That right there, yeah. So that, that's what it is. It's going up against what man wants starring Taraji P. Henson. <laughs> 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 the week after that, Dark Phoenix was supposed to come out Jesus. from Fox. <laughs> Wait. Oh, Lord. In February? February, yeah. Wow. You February the uh, 14th, as a matter of fact. Of 2019. I forgot all about Lego Movie 2. That is going to be so good. Yeah. Lego Movie 1 was so so what else does Warner Brothers have on the slate between between that? And, oh, I see um, a Tyler Perry a movie. Where Tyler Perry's a Medea family funeral? Bitch, what? <laughs> How are you gonna make a comedy about a? F- well, definite funeral was a comedy about a funeral. I was about to say, do we have? Do we? Yeah. Have like that? <laughs> yeah. Four weddings and a funeral. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So. Uh, before Shazam, Warner Brothers basically just has Lego Movie and a. A rom-com called Isn't It Romantic coming out. So, I don't know. Aquaman, if they had to move it to February and put it up against Dark Phoenix, maybe. I don't know. But, um, I don't know. Because Bumblebee seems like it actually might be some good. And then Spider-Man, people want to see that because it's animated and it's uh, Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, and then, I'm telling you, Mary Poppins is going to make money. <sighs> You know what ain't gonna make money? And it pains right. me to say this: the Nutcracker. Mm. It's coming out too early in the year. It's coming out like in like November first. They should switch that. Mary no, Poppins. That's a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie. How the hell are you gonna put it out in November? Okay, but fine. Sure, sis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, but yeah. Um, well, that's our show, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Amelia had to step out, um, but you can um, check them out at Strawberry Smirk on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Royal, do you want people to find you online? As that first, before I say, um, we want to give everybody your um, social media stuff. Um, social media stuff. Uh, I am Luke Staywalker on Instagram, and I. And I don't even use Twitter enough for even, you know, but I mean, if I had followers, I probably would. So, uh, Vault 
ball is hobby is my uh uh twitter and it's mostly about you know sports stuff but i'll talk about whatever on there so you have those to follow give me yeah give me a follow all right cool you can follow me at B-Touch. You can follow Ali at a.k.a. Ali Baboa. And Ken, do you want to give yours out too? Go at Chico's Kid uh, is on um, Twitter. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As always, you can find this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Acast, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. You can find this show and our sister show, The CW Show, at ssnpodcast.com. If you'd like to leave us a letter through the emails you can do so by going to podcast at ssmpodcast.com i need to set up the new um, phone number because the old one i had to um repurpose for a different different use um but yeah so i'll get that set up and out to y'all as well thanks everybody for listening and thanks for everybody who like people who responded to the Eureka episode on twitter and facebook and everything um we're episodes plural um thanks so much for the feedback we enjoyed doing them we're glad you all enjoyed listening to them um but uh, this has been the say something nice podcast i am brandon this is only royal and i'm just ken this week all right (laughs) i thought you're gonna be superman Mm. valzad faster than a speeding bullet more powerful than a local More powerful than a local Able to leave tall villains in a single bound. It's a major stranger for the planet Krypton. The man why of don't steel. You just, why don't you just dub in the whole thing from Fleischer? I can. I mean, it's public domain as fuck. I can do it. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. That's what it's going to be out. Um, peace, y'all. See y'all next time. Bye. <laughs> Actually, that's a good question. Who is Superman? <laughs> Who is Superman? Faster than I mean, more powerful. I'm speed of book.